Welcome back, everyone, to yet another episode of Players Club Podcast. And this episode is not your typical everyday episode, because this one is not just with me. I mean, with me, they're also known as Super Spent 6 one in all places on the internet. And it's not just with Alan Muir. How you doing? <laughs> Played some of the Elden Ring. Ooh, oh, God. Okay, we're going to talk about that in a little bit here, because we have not just an, another Elden Ring fan, but also from the last episode that we recorded in chronological sequence, because the last episode that came out was recorded before that episode, and that had different guests on here, and we're not going to talk about it. We are joined here today by Graydon Webb and Josh Miller. We have the whole core cast of VGU in the building for the anniversary episode. So say hello, everybody. I was hello, really everybody. confused where you were going with <laughs> Let's say because there's a there's a core, but a VGU to people who from me and Josh's time. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, there's a whole different core. I, I didn't speak up because I I didn't want to. Uh, I, I the core for my the core to VGU for me will always be Matt Prime James. So the, the say, originals, the OGs, yeah, the founders. Yes. In that case, because I went with core because I was going to say we have the whole cast here, but I didn't want to like exclude all the contributors, all the guests that we have writing on the site, you know, folks like that. Didn't want to not include them. So I said the core, considering there's more on the periphery. But in any case, we got us four. You got us again, damn it. <laughs> I'll say that. Regular so, uh, cast. Yeah, regular cast. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Um, and so, yeah, I... They- Wore my best Matt Mobley cosplay for this evening. <laughs> what would that be comprised of? I have no clue. I've never met the man. <laughs> you, know, you, you honestly got my hopes up. <laughs> what I love about Matt Mobley, he 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 loved fucking shirts. So <laughs> does it involve a beard? No, he 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 really likes Resident Evil. Oh man, yeah, that was almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> well, you know what you are. You're a resident within the home you live in right now. So there you go. That's <laughs> how fucking works. I also, am an Josh, evil resident. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you you put that on yourself. But um, Josh, hopefully you're not as evil as this guy. No, this is. Uh, I'm trying to think of a master of unlocking type of pun here that I can't can't make it work. <laughs> uh, how about you just tell them to keep it locked to the website? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the quality of humor you're getting on this episode um so what are you getting in this episode so like i said earlier this is the anniversary episode but i wanted to do something a little bit different for the anniversary episode we always get together and just you know slap box about the site itself i wanted to slap have box. I, slap box is not the word but that's the thing <laughs> I <wanted to> say. <laughs> like right. i had the word slap box in my head and i lo- i loaded it up and about five words before and i was like that's not the word but i really want to say slapbox so i said slapbox um anyway usually we just talk about you know what's going on the site and the general things but i wanted to have a little bit more structure here um so we're doing two things two topics this time and that's going to be entirety of the show we're going to talk about really we're just going to steal an idea that i got from a different podcast just like i did with the other thing that we're going to do later (laughs) um (laughs) But I got the idea from uh, the folks over at MinMax. They did a podcast literally this past week where the thing about Game of the Year deliberations is everyone gets in. They do their deliberations. We have our arguments back and forth. 
And then we all get mad that no one played this one game that is like our favorite game that we want to champion and want to push forward through all the categories. But we can't do that because no one else has played it. No one else knows what the fuck we're talking about. So what they did, they had those parts of their game of the year conversations. They had that last week. So that by the end of the year, you've already really put forward, oh my God, everyone needs to play X game. Everyone needs to play Y game. So that once you're actually voting, you're not breaking as many hearts because you told people they needed to play the game. And so they have by that point. So I said, let's do that. Let's go ahead and get all the games that we know others have not tried out yet, have not played yet, and really, really push each other to get these games played. We got about, I'd say a little over a month. We usually do our game of the year stuff like late January, early February sometime. And that's what we're aiming for for next year. So I said, hey, let's get together and have those parts of the discussions now so that we can come prepared come next year. So that's what we got for you today, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, or off that spectrum, actually, too. Anyway, we're ready to talk about some video games. So without too much further ado, uh, actually, Al, do you want to kick us off, or do you want to start with someone else for a second? Because... I don't know if you, I don't think you have it in the dock yet, unless you have a separate list here. I didn't even realize there was a dock. I look, I went to the dock and oh. just no saw. Oh wait, no, I'm looking at the game of the year stuff. Ah, that's what you're looking at. Yeah, we'll, we'll we that will also be incorporated because we are we do have like a going list of what we're categorizing our as our game of the year. But we're gonna we have like three games written out for each of us that we kind of want to really push. So, um, let's go ahead and talk about these. So. Um, actually, I'm going to go ahead and start off with you, Josh, if you don't mind, uh, and then we'll come back around that way. Uh, we'll come back to Al right after you. But yeah, what's this first game, and why should we really play this one? So the well, first off, the three that I have, um, all of them you could find on Game Pass, so it's easy enough for all of you to try them out if you decide to do that. Um, yeah, and nice. at least the first two you can finish in a reasonable amount of time. Um, the first game I have down is Tinykin, and I think I finished it in about five hours, five or six hours, probably. Oh, wow. And I've never right. played the games, but it's been compared to um, Pikmin. Are any of you familiar with Pikmin at all? Not I know that. directly, I, but I'm familiar. Yeah, yes. I'm, 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 I'm familiar with, with Pikmin and its other, other um, incarnation, Overlord. Ah oh, yes, that's true. It's very similar, the more, right? The more, yeah, the more adult, adult-oriented one where you get to, where you get to do terrible things like the penguins, <laughs> or, or seals. Seals. One I, of them. You're you're correct about that. That is not the defining trait of that. <laughs> what but a game! As you were saying, sorry. Go ahead. So Tinykin, it's you're basically this little spaceman who comes down to Earth, and you just kind of explore this house and there's a reason that things are kind of the way they are um it's like so loosely there's so little story in it that it's not anything to like really stress about learning but it's just you're this little tiny kid like as big as a bug like you're very tiny um but you're kind of going around you're collecting different things to try and repair your spaceship so you can get back to your planet um, you're talking to different bugs, um, but basically the whole fun thing about it is that it has that um, very like 
minuscule approach to like what you're looking at. And so you're very small, low to the ground, and everything around you is huge. And so the way they have like the levels built up is very creative in terms of how you go from like ground level to like up to the ceiling fan, for example. It's just it's really cute. Um, it's very chill. There's no like boss battles or anything in it. It's really just a take in your surroundings, just collect um, these different things, and just kind of enjoy the game. It's I th- I'm trying to think of when I started playing it. I can't remember if it was, I went from Elden Ring to this game, and so it was like a very stark contrast between the two. But it was like exactly. Yeah, it was like exactly what I needed to like clear my clear my plate of that Elden Ring burden cuz after that I was like I have no idea what to jump into and Tinykin was like the perfect thing to just like dip my toes in um just kind of chill out for a few hours and then move on with my life and it was it's a very very good game and I think everyone here would probably enjoy it especially if they just want something to just past the time for a few hours huh all right yeah you're, you're not the first person i've heard talk about tinykin i have been interested in it as well uh thank god it's on game pass because this is definitely one where i'm interested in it but i didn't know if i'd be interested in it enough to buy it but yeah this sounds exactly like the type of game that i would probably fall in love with it looks cute i played the demo of it a while back as well so i know i would like it so um i will definitely move this up on my priority for my list of what i need to play for the rest of the year so thank you for the recommendation there uh any other thoughts or things to say about tinykin before we go on to the next one um, um, i will say the oh sorry green no no go ahead i was gonna say i've i said all that i didn't even mention like what tinykins actually are <laughs> uh, oh. so those <laughs> are like the little um just like these little creatures they have like one big eyeball but the way you kind of get around the different environments and everything is by using those creatures. Um, so they'll be in like these little color eggs and the colors will go with like the type of abilities that these tinykins have. Um, and so as you'll go around the environment, you'll see like a group of five of these eggs and there'll be more eggs throughout the level. Um, and like there'll be red ones, which uh, will make things explode. So if there's like a box in the way, you can make it explode and get past that. Um, There are ones where you can build them up like a ladder so you can get to a higher location. Um, There are ones where if you need to pass on like an electrical charge, uh, you could do that if you need something to, you know, power something up to move on. Um, And so that's their way of like introducing something new every level and then trying to add on to the previous tinykins that you had so you can explore the whole space and every level you go to. Hmm. Okay. That sounds legitimate. Um, yeah, definitely sounds like something I need to try out. Uh, Graydon, as, as you were saying earlier as well, sorry. Um, I just was going to say that I, um, I think I talked about tinykin. I think I mentioned it, that I tried it last, the last episode I was on. And um, I was very, I was very happy to see that it was in our nominations because it just i love the art of it i i had a lot of fun with i mean i got i got lost in that game for like three hours on one <laughs> on one <laughs> one mission i don't know how 
I did that, but um, yeah, it's it, it's a lot of fun. Like the world is really, it just feels very vibrant, and it's just cool to just wander around, talk to people, and um, it has that very strong collectathon vibe of like just old school types of games like that. And uh, yeah, I definitely recommend it a lot. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Okay, well in that case, I guess I got to play it <laughs> so we can. Get it's just due come next year. So adding it to the list, checking check uh, checking that off, or adding it so I can check it off later. Uh and so from there, uh, let's go ahead and bounce back to Al. Uh, I see you got something listed here in the doc. Go ahead and tell us about that one and why we should give that one a shot. Um, uh, so this one is well, both both of these are because I'm a basic bitch. <laughs> You're consistent. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. That's that's a better way to say it. Um, that being WWE 2K22. Oh, okay. WWE. Now I know. Now, yes, you are. You know, you love WWE. We've talked about it a lot on the show. But you're not the first person I've heard talk up this game. So, um, yeah, tell us what makes this special. What makes this one worth uh, trying out compared to the other ones? So, listeners of the show, and more, 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 most importantly, you three will know that I've. I mean, the, the the site launched with, or technically launched with my review of W2K20 uh, mm. three years wow. ago. This is true. Classic. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that never forget. Then it went from there to W2K Battlegrounds, which is even somehow worse. Which is even worse than 2K20. Then they come out with 2K22. Ah. They they reinvigorate the the game the game like the game um mechanics add a bunch of new mode or add new modes they bring back GM mode but they they kind of shot themselves in the foot by locking it to um split screen ah dang which is why Josh and I couldn't do our do a booking show show double dang. <laughs> Hopefully next year we can actually do that when 2K23 comes out. Fingers crossed. And the game just overall feels like it, it looks it. It's strange saying like saying that the WWE game looks really good because like, the last game, last WWE 2K game that looked good in my opinion was 2K14, and that was that was nearly that was nine years ago. Shit, <laughs> it's been a fucking while. Again, a game, a game I reviewed, I think I reviewed on uh, for VGU. Hey, there's a common thread through all of these. <laughs> but yeah. um, and there's then there's the uh, My Rise mode, which is what they were doing with uh, 2K20. Mm-hmm. Instead of having a my, like a my, my Career, it just has a My Rise, which it's not, not the best naming, like the best naming-wise. But it's yeah. it still still works. Hmm. Okay. And I mean, all the YouTube videos that are being made of like the like the LP style of LP style videos of my rise, mm-hmm. especially uh, Austin Creed. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is classic. Shout out to it's, Xavier. It's, it's funny seeing that stuff like like a up up down down posts. Um, Sami Zayn takes zero under his under his under his wing, and I was, I was like, "What? What is going on here?" <laughs> oh boy, Zero's feeling very busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
can only imagine. But yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have seen um because yes, graphically it does look really, really good. Um also just a slight side note. Kind of surprised it wasn't nominated for like best sports game, considering how much good talk I heard about it when it released. So uh surprised it didn't get that game awards nomination. So very interesting. Um, but we'll fix that next year, I'm sure. Um but anyway, yeah, I, I've heard that. I've heard character customization is good. Um, and like you said, it just it seems like it's a solid entry overall. If you haven't played these in a while, and as someone who hasn't played any of them, might be a good one to try out. Would it be fair to say this one is uh you'd recommend this one to someone who's never played a WWE game at all? Um, well, it has the only real negative is it was it was it came out during, at the height of theory being. Horrible to watch, like across the board. Oh shit! <laughs> like this is when like half the, most people on the roster were either NXT still on the main roster or in different promotions, which is often the case with the wrestling games. But this time it was like it was disparaging. Huh. And also, wrestlers mm-hmm. in the game were either there were wrestlers. Actually, let me, let me rephrase that. There are wrestlers in the game that are either sold with the company, were released mm-hmm. shortly after, the, or shortly after, or shortly after, or during the game's product like production, and have since come back to the company. Wrestlers who have gone to the AW, um, and wrestlers who are still in NXT. Hmm. Holy shit! And also, then there's also the ones who. We're in NXT UK, which is since closed. So it's pretty messy as far as like the roster goes. It sounds like yeah, it's been it's this it's the most mess. It's the messiest WWE roster and like video game roster since Raw two and from like two thousand two thousand three. I thought you were gonna say Smash Brother. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was about to be like, damn, that's bold. Um, no, yeah. no, bold, bold to be giving that game a nine point oh. That would be bold, wouldn't it be? Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna say what 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 publication gave that game a nine, but let's they just had no say voice acting, and they, they move their mouth. There's, uh, <laughs> it's a whole thing. Hey, I this it won't be the first time that someone gives a weird score to a to any video game, let alone you John know. Tobias worked on that game. <laughs> Wait, Tobias from like the YouTube channel? No, no, John Tobias is in Ed Boon. John Tobias, like one of the more combat. Yeah, oh. like, I had no clue about that. <laughs> like his his studio, uh, his game studio, which had pre- pre- before that uh, made Taofang Fist of the Lotus, which is that. This, I, feel, I really hope someone remembers this that game because it is a very hard. It's very once once that game gets in your memory, you 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 don't forget it <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> no, no, in a, in a bad way. Oh, in that case, I'm closing that tab. <laughs> or i even have a chance to burn my brain um all right well it sounds like wwe 2k22 it's definitely one we all need to check out uh and i do want that one to you know have a chance at nominations because from everything i've heard about it it's positive so it deserves its just due so i'll uh i'll try to see if i can get a nice little black friday deal on it snag it and try it out for a little bit um or actually maybe a red box we'll see how i feel about it (laughs) but in any case um Graydon, go ahead and let us know about the first game on your list here that we should definitely give a chance to all right um 
I don't, I'm not looking at my list. I'm power washing, but <laughs> I think, I think the first one. Wait, 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 we're um, playing the game. Yeah, <laughs> I've been playing. At least outside with a hose at night. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Seriously, I'm so glad someone else besides my besides myself and Emmett are are, are playing. I think Josh played it too. You did? Yeah, I played a little bit of it. Oh, oh, um, look at us! Game of the oh, year, four twenty. Four twenty. That. What's the first game of the year? <laughs> it was chosen um, in 420 that's all I can tell you but anyway <laughs> uh, just a bit of VGU history um, the podcast that get, got me to like that when I applied for the writing gig at VGU uh, back in 2012 like late 2012 I um, know hmm. it may have been 20, early 2013 it was their game of the year podcast for 2012 oh really? There's, uh, yeah there's a running joke about making like having batman game of the year edition game, game of the year <laughs> and then eventually it just leads to a joke about them going to um like going to a supermarket and slapping game of the year game of the year sticker on um cold, like on meat like, <laughs> like on a pack of ribs more yeah more <laughs> like um like you know like the stuff the the, the um yeah like, wait, you mean like game of the year is in like a Cornish hen like game? <laughs> like no, hunting? No no, 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 more like like actually going to a supermarket, finding some frozen uh like a frozen thing of meat and putting game slapping a game of the year sticker on it. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. Is this because I, there I, was no good games in 2012? It, it it's I'll I'll send you if you want to look up if you want to go to the VGU old, the original VGU YouTube channel and learn, just search for the Game of the Year podcast. It's by far one of the best. Like Josh can attest to this. I I bring that up quite a while in the in the Arcane Slack. Hmm. I am interested to see how it even got to that point in the conversation because what the hell is any of that? <laughs> but as you were saying, uh, Graydon, I was uh, what, what... I was going to defend 2012's games, but I think 20. 13 had like like great games i don't think 2012 was a good year well no, 2013 well, my game of the year would have got me canceled well was it bioshock infinite <laughs> it sure as hell was you aren't canceled but i am disappointed it's my game of the year every year oh lord <laughs> well that's a conversation we are gonna have so many arguments next year i'm saving all of them. <laughs> But as you were saying about your first game here, you want us to try out. So, yeah. So my first game um, is As Dusk Falls. And it is a game that I I also brought up last week because I've been playing it a lot. I don't know if I've played any more since then, but I am near the end. It's only like six or seven hours or so. It's it's a shorter little thing or six episodes. So you can do them in bursts. Um, and it's a, it's a narrative choice based game with quick time events and, um, you know, standard, standard narrative adventure fare. And it, I guess what drew me to it was the art style. Cause it's kind of done like, uh, like a, like a watercolor painting type of type of art. Mm -hmm style it looks like storyboards <laughs> for a pixar movie it does it does very uh lots of brush strokes um 
but um it's and there's no like there's no movement of the the only movement is like if a car drives which is jarring because the rest of it is just like panning and slow zooms over static frames um it's all 3d2 which is also kind of strange well it's like the, the objects like the car is 3d and some of the buildings are 3d i've seen gameplay of it but like the yeah. characters themselves are still 2d it's a little strange but it works right yeah yeah it's very it's it's weird like you'll see something move and it'll be like oh that's weird like you actually like animated a bullet or you animated like a, a car driving on this this painting your bullets um, in this game spoiler no i'm kidding you're fine <laughs> <laughs> there there are bullets in this game um it's yeah it's it's emotional it's very um i hate to use the term thrill ride but it's it's that there's a lot of uh like what the fuck am i gonna do type of choices and um i talked about it last time but it's its choice system is akin to uh detroit become humans which is like just like this i know we don't like to talk about that game but (laughs) in terms of what it did with its narrative it's very cool how it's like just branching paths really begin um like telltale games always got a lot of flack for like oh you're always gonna get the same ending it's always gonna come to the same end though and while that's true um this one like i i've kind of been watching along with like a a let's play to see kind of how far i am and stuff and i watched them make a choice that i didn't make and then that question kind of came like it was kind of one of those things like you can do this now and nip it in the bud or maybe it'll come up later and then in my game it came up later and i wasn't expecting it because like it's just it it plays with those choices a lot and Hmm. um it it really does feel like the things you do matter um and like i had also said it does this really cool thing where like i for example i did a thing where a character died and i didn't want them to die so i tried to do the whole uh i'm gonna quit out and i'm gonna start start this bit again and it gave me the option to either see what would have happened um continue from there in that save slot or continue from there in a completely different save slot and then keep going thus having two like simultaneous stories that i could play at any time so you didn't really feel like yeah you didn't feel like you were gonna break the game by jumping and playing around with all the choices that it gives you and i think that's really cool for like a game that's heavy on replayability and also heavy on like crowd-based play um because like the whole game can be played on a phone with the mobile app um there's like a broad cast mode there's i think just basic co-op as well so everything like it's it's made for a thing like a a streaming or just a party vibe and and yeah it's just it's really cool i've been playing a lot of narrative things lately i think i played like four or five in the past two months and (laughs) like this this is top of the list for me i think and um yeah in terms of indies i'm gonna go real hard for it and i think that honestly all of you would like it every one of you has expressed interest in in like those narrative type things before so yeah if you've got time to spare and possibly like someone to play with uh definitely go for it Hmm. and it's on game pass 
Yes, that is also something I like to hear. I will say I have been interested in this game. I've heard good things outside of this conversation. I'm specifically saving it. I wasn't saving it at all. I was just forgetting to play it. But the last couple of weeks, I've decided I'm going to save it. I'm having some folks over because I've talked about doing a live stream for Extra Life for my birthday again. When I have people over for that, I'm thinking that'll be the game that we play to relax and just watch something for a while. So, yeah, I think that would be, be cool. good. Yeah. So, yeah, that's on the docket. Definitely 100%. Yeah. Good pick on that one. Definitely going to try that out. Um, and from there, uh, oh, shit, it's me. Um, let me talk about a game <laughs> that I think everyone should try out uh, before we get to the end. Now, this one is not on Game Pass nor do I think it's available all that cheaply <laughs> because it is from a it is from a publisher who loves to keep their games at full price as long as they can. They have Sony. Needs... <laughs> God, not Sony. You can get fucking Horizon 2 for 30 bucks right now. Um but get... this one. Mm -hmm. So you can get you can get Last of Us Part One for sixty like sixty five dollars, like the cost of a normal <laughs> Xbox Xbox One game. I think Black Friday that one dropped to fifty, so you can get that one pretty cheap right oh, no, now. I mean, for those of us stuck with digital only versions. Oh, know. in that case, yeah, you're screwed. <laughs> Sorry. And, and similar thing with uh, GT Seven. Yeah, that is definitely the case for a lot of those Sony ones. If you don't have a disc option, but um, perhaps you can maybe get this next game cheaper if you have. Well, I don't think they make a digital. Actually, they do make. Actually, okay. Pause everything. Is the Switch Lite digital only? No. Okay. Nope. Never mind then. It can't, In that can't, case, it can't mm -hmm. do. It can, it can only be played handheld um, in handheld mode, but it could still play any. It can still take game cards. And it has no In rumble function. Oh, that's weird. Eh, it's really that's weird. Not <laughs> that's not too bad, though. Uh, I mentioned all that because Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I think that's one that. Not just us, but I have a feeling that a lot of people are going to overlook that community or talks. And I want to push that one to be one that I think we should all give a shot to. Now, before I say anything more, I saw Josh talking some shit on Twitter. <laughs> oh, I'm going Kirby. to bite my tongue during this whole conversation right here. I want to know why, like, did you try Kirby or did it just not look interesting to you? And you don't understand? I think I was the first one to beat it for our site. <laughs> You beat oh, wow. it? Okay. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Well, so has anyone else played Kirby at all besides me and Josh? I know Alan I was has. Just, yeah, I was just playing it before we started. I, I recorded... Did you beat it? I was, Sorry, uh, Al. We did a podcast where I talked about it. Well, I knew I knew <laughs> you tried it. Both, I forgot if you had beat it or not. Yeah, like because I remember because I, I mentioned how that that moment at the ending where it goes full on um full on it goes anime that was that was not, i wasn't was gonna say go, goes anime i was gonna say where it goes all 1981 the thing <laughs> that's true too that does work um yeah fuck okay i forgot that conversation um in that case then really i'm just talking to Graydon. Graydon, you should play kirby <laughs> i've been playing it oh wait okay so this this one I mean, has no reason to be on this list, but we'll talk about it anyway. Real quick. <laughs> how how deep are you into it so far? Um, I so I played the first level, and then I realized, hey, you can play it in co op. So I told my girlfriend we were playing all of it because I game flied it. Um, hmm. and then we just played. I I got the first Waddle D of three <laughs> in the first the the first real level, so I'm really not far. 
Um, but my my first, <laughs> I hate to say it, but my my first opinion on it is it looks like ass. Oh, <laughs> like <laughs> visually, I think it looks really bad for like what I think the switch can look like. I think the textures kind of look nice, like on his hat and stuff. Why do they say it like that? My voice like <clears throat> on his hat. <laughs> but like i don't know like grass and stuff i think it just kind of looks muddy you know what it is it is fair that is a we're not going to talk about it much today but i beat bayonetta 3 earlier today and any game on switch nowadays is just rough running but yeah that thing can't run games anymore (laughs) it can just barely i'm gonna i'm gonna talk I'm i'm gonna address that part (laughs) (laughs) that is true one of the games you're about to talk about we're going to get into that that topic line of discussion very soon but yeah long story short the switch can be rough sometimes so but i think kirby has a simple enough art style to where that wasn't too much of a problem to me and actually one thing that they do to kind of like keep the load on the switch a little bit low is that once something is far enough in the background it drops in frame rate in a way that's like artistically cool where the whole game is like it's shooting for 60 frames i think it's hovering around like 45 or 50 most of the time but once it's like no longer in the foreground and it goes to the background you can see things like change from the smooth almost 60 to like 15 frames per second in the background to like it's a slideshow but it's done intentionally and you notice it but it like kind of looks cool to me i don't know but to keep it real, I'm not telling you to play Kirby because it looks pretty. I'm telling you to play Kirby because it is fun, it is wholesome, it is endearing, and that ending is really cool. And I am completely caught on my back foot because I was ready to go at Josh and tell him, hey, y- y- I thought you had only played the first couple hours and haven't seen the ending. You've seen the ending and you still don't like it. <laughs> like what? I like the ending. If the entire game was like that ending, I would like that game a whole hell of a lot more. <laughs> Okay, I, I put I put that ending for one of the best moments for game of the year. So, Whew. okay, all right. Well, damn it. Uh, we're just gonna feel differently about that game. It seems like, but you you've seen enough of it to thoroughly have a negative opinion on it, I guess. But yeah. I I really like Kirby. Um, Graydon, I think you should play through it because clearly it's gonna be. I think this is gonna be top three for best moment, hands down. Unless you know. Unless there's 15 moments in God of War that I've yet to see, but we'll see. <laughs> I think you should play it just so you can see that ending. Yeah, no, I'm 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 excited to to see it through. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you guys? Is it really 10 hours long? Oh shit. Um, I'm gonna check my switch. I I want to say it isn't that long, but also I feel like 10 hours is pretty short to me right now because Bayonetta three felt like it was taking forever, and that was just 15. So I'm gonna grab my switch from the other side of the room. I couldn't say offhand now. Been way too long. Yeah, it's been oh, I don't. You don't remember? No, I played it like when it first came out, so gotcha. I can't remember. Well, I played it when it first came out too, but I play my Switch so rarely; it's probably still in my play <laughs> right up there. Yeah, I, it took me. Yeah, it says about ten hours or more, so it took me about ten hours. Okay. Now that's that's ten hours with me going and doing a lot of like side mission, time trial stuff for extra upgrade stars. Yeah. So if you don't do all that stuff, you might be able to squeeze it to like nine, maybe eight if you push it. But 10 hours is about what I'd expect. And honestly, okay. it flies by. Based on my my page on my Switch, 
says mm-hmm. played for five hours or more. So so it's, it could be could be anything. And oh you, wow, okay. You beat it in five fucking hours. Okay, so I did I, a lot I'm of not, side stuff. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm just saying I just I I did I I I did a lot of like rushing in that game. Okay, you did a lot of rushing. Also, I also did the uh, Coliseum challenges, where it's just like a combat gauntlet of a bunch of different bosses back to back. I did that at some point before I beat the game too, so that probably added another hour. Or so, yeah, somewhere in between. Do you five need and two? to? Like, is there a you grinding don't. aspect? There is no there, grinding. Well, you get a nice little, um, like a mm-hmm. not a costume, but the, like a power up or whatever from the end of it. Yes, okay, that is true. Yeah, I, I did it because I wanted the extra power-up. Because you know how Kirby has, you know, you swallow these enemies, you get different power-ups. There hmm. is a there is an aspect of upgrading all those power-ups, and they have three different tiers. Um, and you have to get the blueprints for each upgrade, but you also have to collect different stars for each upgrade. And you get stars by doing stuff like the Coliseum Challenge or doing stuff like doing all these little side missions where it's like a time trial where you have to use your abilities in a certain amount of seconds to complete a level. Um uh- they're, but is they're all really small and bite size. Yeah, yeah I was about to say, is it, is it bad if actually I enjoy, like I, I did a lot of those. I really enjoyed those. They, they are if, great. That's why if, I did if, a lot of them. Like if 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 they were like if the, I have a feeling that was like a a test for like a, a mini game pack of some something similar, but like a WarioWare type thing. Yeah, hmm. I don't know, just could could be maybe. I just it felt like that was like here we'll put this in, and if that does well this other thing will happen it does feel it's not even that it's like crazy fleshed out but it does feel like way too satisfying like if this was part of the main game i wouldn't have a complaint <laughs> like it feels too good to just be side content because it does just feel real good to use these abilities in very precise ways but yeah i i would say it's worth trying that stuff out but if you really just want to run through it you can use the basic abilities and kill the f- you can kill the final boss pretty easy with basic abilities but it is so much more fun when you get like the level three of some abilities. It is like like the bomb level three or like the the time power, which I can't even explain to you right now. But when you get the time power, oh my fucking god, it is so cool. Hmm. Um, but yeah, play that one. It's really good. I'm saying this to everyone listening to play Kirby. Damn it, don't sleep on it. It's good. I don't play. I hate my Switch, but I played Kirby. Damn it. <laughs> I was resenting by the end of Bayonetta three. I was resenting this fucking piece of plastic. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of piece of plastic let's go back to al um al uh tell us about this other baby game for kids that we should play okay so <laughs> i'm including the i'm including this as one technically there's two games but i'm including the only um, i have it listed in the doc as both games but i'm talking i'm mainly talking about one because that's so i let us spend most of my time with and that is pokemon Violet. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, this it one has just been, came out, so been making the rounds for, on social on social media for a lot of hilarity, a lot of bugs, <laughs> a lot of um smearing. I don't know. Uh, no, smearing um, strong. <laughs> it, I think like the day before, like the day um like on on Thursday, I saw a tweet like. When you're the, uh, like when you, when you're the the, in the top five for biggest franchise, but still look like a, like an effing PS2 game, <laughs> and 
and it's like a screenshot with uh, the review with multiple reviews for um for Scarlet and Violet, and like negative reviews. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna let that color my judgment. I bought way too. I bought a lot of copies of this game. No, I'm definitely not gonna let. I I'm not gonna let it color color my judgment. Oh. And uh, then there's stuff like people who hacked people, like people who have hacked the, the hacked their their games are spawning in Pokemon with them. Oh. Like their 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 hacked uh, game corrupts any person's game that they're in and wait like online features if they're yeah in the online so if people are if you catch a pokemon that is affected by the code used by these by the hackers you run the risk of getting a getting your switch banned Jesus. and nintendo does not or a Pokemon company slash Nintendo slash Game Freak. I don't think there's a lot of people out there, or I don't think they I don't think they really care about like because there's the infamous thing a while back, like earlier, like not that long ago, where the Pokemon company said Nuzlocks were on the same thing as uh, piracy or or hacking. I remember that. Yeah, big news. And then there was like I'm I'm. A lot of people are a lot of people are looking at this game as either people who have who played the games when they were younger or dipped off the franchise and just make laugh at it. And you have people who are very passionate fans. <laughs> then there's me who has been who played the first uh three generations religiously, then stopped for gen four, five, six, seven, eight, and got back into it in twenty twenty. And spent about over 100, nearly 160 some odd hours in Shield, about 60 in Legends Arceus, mm. almost more in the various other ones. Like Emmett, Emmett said on a podcast recently, yes. Ar- that I may be, um, I may be spoiling my, spoiling the feast for myself for for Scarlet and Violet, and I replied with, Nah, I don't think so, and. It's come to the point where I can say, nah, it hasn't. Oh, well, thank God for your sake. I was uh, a little worried about that. No, like, I, one of the things that I had, like, this whole hacking situation has put me on, like, put me in, like, I, I did maybe a few surprise, tra- like, random trades, like, where you just, like, you're sending off um, a Pokemon that, that just, like, one person sends out, sends Pokemon out for a trade. And that the server is matched up with someone who is also doing looking for Pokemon. I I did maybe five or six of them, and just have been in offline mode since. And this is like like a seven or six or seven a.m. on Friday. Mm-hmm. Okay. And are there things that I like about it and love about it? Yes. Are there things I don't like about it? Yes. Do I think it's a bad game? No. It's it's a it's a good game. Um, there there are some things that are that could be done better, like uh like in Legends Arceus. And I don't know if um I know I know uh, Josh knows about the, this phenomenon, but the shiny Pokemon phenomenon. Uh, shining like a light, be as like what? Say. Um, in the like in for, just for reference, the um the two Gyaradoses 
They get their white one or the blue one and the red one. One on the the blue, the red red one is a shiny, and hmm. in Legends Arceus there's there would be there'd be a shine like a, a shiny like mark, like a, like a that would be like a a sparkling look on the Pokemon, as well as a certain like sound cue. Oh, to tell you that it's like a rare one. It's yeah, that's a rare shiny, and you have to actually look look at it like on your like yeah it's because the pokemon spawn in the overworld and there's like no random random based encounters it's very easy to mistake them for just a like a different pokemon because there's like 400 running around it's a lot to keep track of like before i before i uh hopped on here i was playing um I was playing it, playing. I was just seeing how the game runs on in handheld mode, and that's when I caught finally, or finally caught a, a rare, a, a shiny Pokemon because I was going through this thing of like feeling, feeling like this is like I'm seeing all these posts on on Twitter and Facebook of I got a shiny blank, shiny blank, shiny blank. And I got a shiny of the internet's fam- famous Lechonk. Oh boy. <laughs> and it's 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 a pink pig. I've seen Lechomp before. He he's a he's a cute little uh round pig little porker. <laughs> yeah, and I, I love the fact that like I, I'd seen the different um like the post about pink Lechonk and I was like I, I nearly fell over when I saw when I saw that like when I caught it and I just the moments that make you feel like you're still a kid again playing Pokemon. Those are the moments like that or what make it well worth it. Yeah. To quote Moneyball, but, parapha- but paraphrasing it for Pokemon, <laughs> how can you not be romantic about Pokemon? <laughs> that, hey, that pretty much sums it up right there. Truer words have never been spoken. Shout out to... Is that a Brad Pitt line or is that from Jonah Hill? No, that's a Brad Pitt line. Okay, that's Brad Pitt. So shout out to Brad Pitt. He was the, he was the only good white man in... Uh, 12 years of slave. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought of that. But um, also, uh, yeah, that is that is good. So yeah, Pokemon definitely sounds like one that's worth trying. Uh, and this is honestly, you know what? I was going to tell a lie. I was going to say this is the most positive things I've heard about Pokemon yet. But that's not true. I've heard a lot of positive things about Pokemon. It's just they're always coupled with, you know, the technical issues and such like that. But from what you're saying here, it seems like it might be worth it anyway. It definitely seems like a nice little innovation and upgrade of that formula so yeah definitely one that i'll uh i'll try and give a shot here before the end of the year here um i'm not gonna lie this one might be early next year (laughs) before we get to our talks but i'm gonna try i'm gonna try and make it happen cap uh but in any case let's go ahead and move on to the next game that josh has for us as well josh what the hell is this game (laughs) so beacon pines is a uh basically it's just a narrative heavy um story game where you play as some animals um i guess you could say they are sort of furry-ish um in terms of hey they live in houses they wear clothes all that kind of stuff um but it's focused around um, children who run into something in their town that they did not realize was going on um so it's very much Kind of like um, 
just like kids going on an adventure of something, you know, something they stumble across and all that. So it's very much gives me like a Stranger Things type of vibe uh, with kids kind of getting over their heads with stuff. You know what I was about to say? Is this like Stand By Me, but not depressing? And so you perfectly <laughs> summed it up. <laughs> there are some depressing things in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's basically just kids having an adventure and it's funny. It's charming. Um, you know, friend, you know, it has emphasis on friendships and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's told in like a storybook uh, sort of way where there's like a narrator and she's reading the story and you are playing the story. Um, but then you will run across certain passages in the story where you get a choice as to how you want to proceed. Um, and so you will find different things um, as you're playing the game where it's like, oh, uh, calming or um, strong or something along those lines. And so you'll get to these passages in the book where it's like, oh, hey, um, how do you want to proceed? Do you want to proceed in a calm manner or do you want to act strong? And then um, depending on what you choose, the story will dive, you know, divert there um, into two different paths. Um, and from there, it kind of almost plays out like a choose-your-own-adventure book in a way, um, to where you'll go to the end of that storyline, and if it doesn't, if it's not a satisfactory sort of ending, the narrator will be like, "No, no, 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 we can do better than this." And so the book will open back up, and you'll have to pick um, a previous moment in the story, go back there, choose the other route you want to go, and then the story will branch out that way as well. Um, so basically oh. the way they have it as in the book itself, it's like a tree. And as you get a choice, the tree branches split off in different ways. And yeah, there's not like a ton of choices, but it's, it's there. Um, and so you'll be playing one path, you'll learn something, and then you go to the other path and you'll see like hints where if you didn't play that one first, you wouldn't know what's going on, but because you had went that previous route, you're like, oh, I know what's really going on here. And then you can start like linking stuff up to the like overall story um, completely. Um, so it's like a really interesting way. I like the art style. Um, I think it's a very well-told story. Um, and I'm kind of curious if Graydon will like it. Like Graydon's the one I immediately thought of as someone who I thought would enjoy this this game in particular. <laughs> he didn't bring it forward, honestly. <laughs> Something that sounds like this and looks like this. Yeah, no, I haven't I haven't played it yet. Um, but I did install it once I saw it was on the list because it's certainly the kind of thing that I would play. <laughs> Definitely for sure. Yeah, halfway through that conversation I went ahead and hit download on my Series X. So um I'm gonna try and try this one out. It looks cute. It honestly it's the type of game where just looking at it no disrespect, but look, I like talking animals as much as the next guy, but certain art styles for talking animals in video games specifically just make me think, make me worried. And this has that type of art style. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely, I saw this and was like, oh, is this a furry game? But didn't know it was on Game Pass when I did see it the first time. And now you're describing it to me and saying, it, and it's also listed as family friendly on here. Like it, it seems like it might be potentially up my alley, especially as a, a narrative type title. 
I might be able to get into this one. So yeah, I've definitely downloaded it and yeah, I will report back to see if we, if I dig it this, and you said this is definitely one you're going to go hard for in, in some of the categories. Um, I, I think I would push it's, it's in my top five. Um, so I will probably push for it, but if no one else is going to be there to, <laughs> to fight for it also, I know I'm not going to get very far with it. So uh. Fair enough, fair enough. I'm going to feel that way as well on one of these later games, but uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, until then, let's go ahead and go on to the next game. Uh, Gradio, what do you say, Daddy-O? I don't know why I went there, but we, we're staying My here. God, what are you, what? <laughs> what are you saying? Look, I got to think of different ways to say the same thing 15 times. <laughs> uh, so my next pick is called Stray. And uh, this game, so this is my first play into a PS5 game, and I played it. Um, God, how long did it take me? Maybe, maybe like six hours again. Like I, it was just a, it's a short little one. Um, <clears throat> I'm very divided about Stray. I may go into it more game of the year time. I will just say, and I'm, I'm think I was thinking about making a tweet about it, and then and then Twitter went, went to shit. But um, <laughs> I don't think it deserves Game of the Year. And spoilers, it's not on our Game of the Year nominations, like our Game of the Year nominations. Not right now. I, if one of us play it based off of your recommendation here, and then we just get crazy, we might add it. But yeah, and I'm I'm not really selling it based on this, but I'm going to. Um, <laughs> So I think its aesthetic is great. I think it's uh, the graphics of it, the lighting effects, the the just the world is very interesting. Um, the music is awesome. I actually just finished listening to the soundtrack the other day. It's so good. Um, what I don't love about Stray is it's not what I thought it was. And that is why I find it a bit disappointing is it bad no is it what i wanted no um but it's a game where you play as a cat in a world full of robots and that's kind of all you can really say i mean the, the I narrative too. you did i tried it but once i realized that i was actually going to bring this up uh with my original the original thing i was going to say when i when Emin introduced me. Um, mm-hmm. I was I saw a, t- a TikTok clip of Last of Us Two, or Part Two. Yes. Remember when they? Remember when people were saying in the nineties and early two thousands, video game violence needs to get get taken care of. These games look real, almost photorealistic, and people and you laughed, everyone laughed at them. Oh yeah, we're at that point now. <laughs> no, we are. At, yes, we were at that point now. I was watching someone like I was watching. Ellie just doing some horrific shit. I'm guessing to a dog? No, it's more like shooting a bunch of people with a shotgun, um, grabbing another one, holding them hostage, uh, shooting three people in the head, and then putting the gun under underneath his chin, and uh, yeah. Good lord. Well, I, I will say, before we go back to straight, I will say one of the most because here's the thing i play a lot of violent video games most of my favorite games are shooters so like that's just a fact of the matter like fallout is horrible but one of my favorite games but one of the most shocking instances of video game violence in my entire life was 
real quick, everyone here has played The Last of Us Part Two, right? Yeah. No. Yes. I have not beat it. I... You <laughs> I'll take the headphones <laughs> off if you want me to. I, I'm not going to spoil what the context is for this, but I'm just going to say for everyone, if you've played this scene, you know what it is. I'm not even going to do a spoiler warning because I'm going to be super vague. But there's a part where a certain character says, no, you're my people. Does everyone who's played the game knows what scene I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. Right after that scene, I shotgunned a guy and he disintegrated. And I it shocked me so much, I had to pause the game for a couple minutes. <laughs> he disintegrated. Yeah, he was just, he he was no longer one item. <laughs> Even, the better way to describe it is say the buddy perk. But the buddy it was perk from Fallout, from Fallout came to life. It, it yes, it literally was that, and it hit so much harder because of the context of that. But no, you're my people line right before it. It was so like aggressive. So like, yeah, that that game, the violence in that game is pretty fucked up. That's also probably the point of it, but it's pretty fucked up. Um, is Stray that fucked up? <laughs> no, um, Stray because we've hit a point where games are can are looking almost like realer than ever. I mm -hmm. thought, and I've seen gameplay. I've seen other gameplay videos of the enemies in the game, and I, I my, my first thought was, I don't want to engage in this story because I don't want to see anything bad happen to this, this cat. That I knew something bad was going to happen because the whole point is to reunite with. Is a reunion? Is a re, it's a reunion story? Mm. Okay, yeah. So you're just afraid of like I don't want to see any fail states to this photorealistic cat. Yeah. Absolutely, that makes sense. You don't want to see like any Tomb Raider endings to this cat. <laughs> I mean, I, look, no spikes. I've, ne <laughs> I, I've never, I've never had a cat, but still, yeah. it doesn't mean. And I, the one time I did, I, the one time I, I, I did have to, I, I, the one time a cat was in in my house, I lost my room to it. Every time I, I walked in that, and there the little, that little thing tried to kill me. Yeah. That's not what Megan Thee Stallion meant when she said, tear this <laughs> I'm done. I'm Jesus sorry. Christ! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome to oh the my god! And, and that's um, been the episode. Goodbye, everybody. Could, could you bleep that? <laughs> Can I bleep that? <laughs> Don't yeah, cut that, it out, that... just bleep it. <laughs> yeah, just bleep it. It'll make it... Because of the way... Because our reaction... The way our, we, we reacted to it... Um, that it would sound it would be, it would be a much more comedic moment if it was bleeped. I'll do that. I'll do that. Um, as a type we, we so we so rarely do that. Uh, we so rarely bleep <laughs> things on, on podcasts where we're like I never usually say anything worth bleeping. That yeah, was well, that, you, well, that you, yeah, that was certainly worthy of it. Bleep worthy. <laughs> um, um, oh boy. So so to bring it back around a bit. Um, <laughs> I will highly suggest that you play Stray. I will tell you right now, and it's not a spoiler, there is no untimely demise to the cat. There is a fail option, sure, in situations like that, but you're not going to watch a cat's head get blown off. Uh, the most that happens, I think, honestly, like the screen just kind of goes red and then it just, you just like, you failed, you start again. Um, and checkpoints are quite forgiving. And honestly, the chase sequences are the best part. The music picks up. It's really, and it's, it's engaging. Um, there's one part where you have to like, you have to like open a door 
but you got to do some like jumping on like water um like obstacles in the water and mm. you have to open up a lock on either side and once you do that well then you got to run back to the other side but then things start coming out of the vents and you got to come in, like you got to run from them and then you got to get like there's there's the cool little out of the goddamn walls they are <laughs> there's one cool one actually where uh, the, i mean it's it's not spoiling anything it's but like you um they'll have these little drone guards and you can hack like a door and you basically train the drone guard into the door and then lock the door and lock it inside a hole in the wall <laughs> And when you go past like one of the robots, he's like, ha ha, what you did to that guy. That was, that was funny. <laughs> it's just like, he was watching you. Um, but like, it's, it's fun. It's a, it's a, some of the characters are really like, uh, just, I don't know, just enjoyable to talk to. You, you go back to people and you, you really get a feel for that, that hub world. And then you just kind of sprout out and do some other things, come back to the hub. Um, but it's, and then, and then there's like optional objectives where you like, you're finding writings on walls or books and you're, you're kind of piecing back the lore of the, the world itself, but it's completely avoidable. Like you have to go out of the way to do, to do that. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just, it's a cool experience definitely for how short it is. It's worth, worth it. Um, I just kind of wanted something more from it. So that's why I just don't think it was. And maybe if you went into it with no expectations, then it could easily be a game of the year contender. I like, I honestly, when I think back on it, there are parts where it's like, that was great. Music was phenomenal. Graphics are phenomenal. But the, the overall like what i wanted i left feeling a little disappointed um but yeah i do think i do think you should play it um the the ending i actually put as one of my moments on the on our nominations list so i'd like to be able to have someone else back me up on that <laughs> um oh but yeah it's it's worth it and i think it's free with ps plus so PS plus 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 <laughs> plus plus <laughs> yeah so yeah definitely definitely worth giving it a shot if you like are thinking about it and alan i think you should go back and give it a shot really it's not i i get your concern and i do believe that sometimes games have gone too far but uh stray is stray is uh it's tasteful hmm. okay it's good to hear i've i i'm be honest i've had it installed on my ps5 literally since the day day it came out just haven't gotten to it, but this is a motivator. So I will I will try to make some time for it now. It's on my list of things to play too. So, you know, I was bound to get to it with enough time and not a Bayonetta 3 is out the fucking way. Let me tell you, <laughs> there's so many games I want to play more than Bayonetta 3, um, which doesn't say that game's bad, but eh, we, different conversation. I like how the, the underlier of this episode is that Bayonetta 3 kind of sucks. <laughs> and you just keep coming around to it. Uh, let me tell you, hey, chronologically, this episode is coming out after people have heard the Bayonetta 3 spoiler cast. So it's funny that like I hadn't beat the game when I recorded that spoiler cast and now I have. And so now it's like, oh, man, I kind of agree more with what everyone else is saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> let me tell you. But in any case, yeah, uh, Stray is definitely one I want to make time for. So I will be doing so. 
Um, and that brings us to my la- my second last game that I want to talk about real quick. Now, this game, not a lot of people have been talking about it for understandable reasons, but I really do like it. And I think I'm going to push hard for it in at least one category, but I want to see, depending on how many more people play it, I might be able to push into some other ones. This game is Nightmare Reaper. Now, Graydon, you said you've heard of it. How much have you heard of this game? Like, what do you know about it? Um, I so have you? Did you put it down for anything nominations wise? I think I did. I think I put it down for best shooter. Okay, I think I might have like. I I definitely had heard the name, and I went to look up a YouTube video, and I can't recall if I watched it, but I've seen some kind of trailer for it or something. And that's that's really the extent of it. But I just I knew I had heard of it and wanted to see more. Yes. Um, well, that's probably where you heard of it. Probably just me typing it in there a couple months back. But uh, I picked this thing up. It, it's a weird circumstance or weird list of events. What led me to this game? But long story short, a YouTuber that I watch who only makes videos about shooters, uh, he decided to do a review of this game. Never heard of it in my life. And then I saw that review was like, oh, it looks good, but it's like $15 right now. So I'm just going to wait until it's a little cheaper before I take a jump on something I've never heard of. And then like a month after it came out, some bug happened on Green Man Gaming and made the game like $6. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I'm going to take advantage of that. So I snuck in, got it for the cheap before they fixed the price. And I've been playing it. I played it a lot on PC. Once I got my Steam Deck, played it a lot on Steam Deck. And this game is really great. And what this game is, it's a first-person shooter. But it's one of those, like, there are a lot of games like this. It's your old-school, like, not 8-bit, like 16-bit third-person, kind of like Doom-like type shooter, where it's very basic polygons and everything's It's all pixel art and everything. But despite it being one of those games, a problem that I have with a lot of games like this is that because the graphical style is so old-school, they have a hard time making the gameplay feel modern as well. Like a lot of the guns will feel like they felt back in the, you know, 90s. But sometimes the guns back then didn't feel great to shoot. And I was like, oh, man, that's really unfortunate. But this game has some of the best feeling combat in any shooter this year. Uh, and maybe in any year, like these guns feel really good. And they feel really good and that's like oh cool you made a good feeling shooter that's any game what's crazy about this game is that it's a roguelike so it's not just oh they nailed a arsenal of nine weapons there are dozens and dozens and dozens of weapons in this game i'm not just talking oh they have smgs they have shotguns they have you know assault rifles long light machine guns they have all that stuff sniper rifles everything they also have like fell books that just shoot fireballs and that feels good to shoot too They have like staves that will just shoot lightning and that feels great. They have swords and shields that you can just wield and slice people up. They have throwing knives that you can do. They have like maces. They have all types of like crazy weaponry. If it's some type of damage dealing item, it's probably in this game in some capacity. And not only does everything shoot the same, they all have like different mechanics. So you might pick up a grenade launcher that like, oh, you can do easily, easy, a grenade launcher, you just shoot it and then it takes grenade ammo. But like you'll get a double barrel shotgun and you can shoot each barrel with one trigger or you can do both barrels at the same time with the other trigger. Or if you get like an SMG, you can actually aim down the sights on the SMG and has like a blocky little pixelated like scope for all of the sights. Um, And then even when you're like, like I said, sword and shield, 
one trigger holds up the shield, the other trigger charges up the sword or just swipes it a bunch. Um, and there's just a bunch of abilities like that. And because it's a roguelike, it is, it's also a really smart roguelike because it's not just one of these where it's like, oh, you started at the beginning at every run. There's nothing going forward. It's really smartly done because there is a story here. You're basically a patient in a mental hospital. And as you play through the levels, you unlock, like there's a diary on her table in her room and you unlock more pages of that diary, the more levels you progress in. But how the roguelike system is set up is that you keep playing that one level over and over again, but the sections of the level get randomized. So the rooms are different, the arenas are different, the secrets are different, the weapons you earn are different, the random events are different. But then once you get past that level, you go on to the next level. And there's like three levels in each stage. And I think I'm on like stage eight or nine right now. And it feels like the same roguelike, all right, it's randomized every time. But you don't feel like you're losing everything because the weapons that you collect, you don't get to keep all of them. You get to keep one weapon, but all the other weapons in your inventory, they don't just disappear. They get sold off. So you get all that gold and then you use the gold for permanent upgrades. And another cool thing they do, you don't just have a random skill tree where it's like, all right, here's plus 10 to dash. Here's plus five to health. It is a separate mini game that you play to get these upgrades. So if you want to get upgrades, she literally in game, she has like a Game Boy Advance SP that she just flips up and like it's straight up like straight out of Mario where it's like, here's World 1-1. You play a little platforming mini game <laughs> to huh. collect and then you collect coins. And then once you beat that mini game, that unlocks that upgrade. And it is I'm not saying that mini game is great by any means, but it is a very fascinating way to kind of like make more content out of something that could have just been a hold the button to select this thing. Um, do they, and it has, yeah, go ahead. Do they name it something like the play Tendo 69? <laughs> it's, it's one of those dumb type names. Yeah. It's one of those, like, Oh, we, it, we spoofed it, but you know what we're spoofing. Um, I hope, I hope Josh got their reference. <laughs> it, uh. It's definitely one of those things. And they have, there's actually two different types of upgrades. The other upgrade mini game you play for the other upgrade type is like a Pokemon light where literally you are like getting these random creatures and making them fight. And then you go to different people and you're like, Hey, can you train up my creature? They call them something instead of creatures, but like I'm literally playing Pokemon to get like an extra weapon slot. <laughs> it is kind of crazy. Uh, and so, yeah, I highly recommend this game. The combat feels good. And I say all that. And I didn't even mention the fact that like just moving around in this game feels good. It's like, it's one of those boomer shooters. So it's pretty fast paced. But you have like a kick that you can just break down doors with. You can break down barrels. You can pick up barrels in the world and throw them at enemies if you run out of ammo. Um, you can do a lot of stuff in this game. You can just punch people if you want. Uh, and then they have some really cool effects, like just enemy deaths in this game, where you might be thinking it's an 8-bit game or 16-bit game. How, like what, the pixels fall down? No, they have some really cool effects. If you have a sword, you can just slice the pixels in half. And like they'll they'll fall apart like a piece of paper in like Mario paper or Paper Mario. Uh, they'll they'll do that, or they'll just like their head will explode in like a gory like explosion in 3D, or it'll just be like they'll fall back like a paper mannequin. Like they have a bunch of different special animations for all the weapons you use, and it makes the combat feel all the more satisfying. And sometimes you'll get a really cool skill shot, and it'll slow down for just for a second, just so you can like admire the cool stuff going on screen. So, yeah. Nightmare Reaper, um, I don't know 
let me actually look this up before I say anything definitive on it. Um, I don't know how much it is right now. Does anyone here have a Steam Deck? Yeah, like yeah. anyone else? Yes. yes. Yeah. I, I know you have a Steam Deck because we've talked about that. I remember that conversation. But uh, Graydon and Josh, either of you do? No. I'll be getting one for Christmas. Ooh. In that case, this is definitely one to try <laughs> come Christmas time. Um, okay. Yeah, I was looking at it. It wasn't. I was thinking it was $15, and then I picked it up for 6 it was $25, and I picked it up for 6 Uh It's on sale at Green Man for like 18 but I say it's worth 20 at least. Maybe even 25 honestly. It's really fucking good. So yeah, highly recommend that. I, I already have it in Best Shooter, and while we were talking about indies earlier, I added it to the Indie Darling, but my validity in that category is dependent entirely on y'all giving it a shot. But Best Shooter, I feel like this is a lock. Like, I don't know if it'll win, but it's a lock for one of the three. So, yeah, definitely go try this out. Check out that Steam page. Just look at the gameplay. You'll see exactly the type of game it is. It is it is very fun. Surprisingly addictive, too. But, yeah, that's what I got for Nightmare Reaper. I talked it up. Also, there's like 150 achievements in it. It's crazy. <laughs> um, if you care about that. I'm not saying go collect them all, but I just get showered with them every single session. Um, in any case... That's enough about Nightmare Reaper. Let's go ahead and talk about the next game on the docket. Our last games here that we have that we're going around to talk about. Uh, Al, you have a game listed as spoiler. And we have two like mystery games here that I'm very interested to see what they are. So <laughs> the first one's from Al. What do you got? What, lay it on us, pal. Okay, so this game came out this year. About, let me see, six, close to six months ago. Like, hmm. next week will be six months to the day. Oh boy. Or a week. So to speak. Um Hard Space Shipbreaker. Oh, this is not the first time I've heard of this one too. Huh. Yeah, it's it's I put it's I'm I put I added I put it into uh, the game of the year doc for um like nonviolent because there's there's really no violence in the game. Like you're just you're mainly just like you're you're just salvaging ships in zero G. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely heard of this one. This one's on Game Pass as well, right? Yeah. God, y'all are picking some good ones. <laughs> I, I it was it, it was a random um game like it was a random game conference or, or game game thing I was watching where it, this is one of the one of the games featured like in a little, like a blinking you'll miss it uh thing and I was like, what is that? I need I need to play that. Um Yeah, so the it's basically it. I recommend playing it on Xbox because it can be a bit much if your PC has, can get overwhelmed easily. Mm. And yeah, um, that this, the game actually has a really good hook and and like getting you like and how, how the character becomes like how they get to ship breaking and it even says like you can, you can search up on the Steam page, the Game Pass page. Um, you're like trillions of credits in the hole. Oh my god! Oh, so it's like uh, uh, fuck. What's that Vita game? Freedom Wars. <laughs> it's like Freedom yeah. Wars. Yeah, and you have to, you have to, like, you have to, you, you're, you're paying your debt by shipbreaking, and one the best. It, it, I was gonna put power. Like, I, I obviously power washes and uh, like, I think, I think it's in there for best indie or. Uh, the same category as this one, yeah. Cinder somewhere definitely. 
and yeah, I because like the way the ser- the way the zero G is, if you're you you have to be constantly moving, or else you're gonna get sucked into a um sucked into a uh like a a de- decompression um like vacuum. Oh no, your file size is gonna get so large. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I like that joke. Damn it. <laughs> yeah it's 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 like if it's a great podcast game where you can just play it put some podcast like put, put it literally any type of podcast on because the only thing the only part of you that needs to actually do it to do the thinking is just decide how you're gonna like break up each each thing and get it into the like because the way it works is you break it up into um, certain ones. You have to break up into certain way, like certain different um, chunks, mm-hmm. and you put it into different. Um, you can either drag it into the uh, waste or like the like the the part that like the, the part like where the it's bin, more or less. Okay, makes sense. And as as or or and. and I'm trying to avoid what happened to me the first time where I tried to drag it, um, and instead of dragging it, I went along into the bin with it. So, oh god, <laughs> yeah, it's it, also I recommend dying at least one time just so you can see how they get you back in. Because it's actually, I'm not, I won't spoil it because it's just, it's just a funny thing. Hmm. I um, what that means, <laughs> and also it's it's not it's only like three three point three gigabytes. So it's like really oh, small wow. size, like game. I assume that would have been one of those like fifty gig games because it just looks like all the assets are high resolution and such. So that's a surprise. I mean, it is on like it's it's three point three on PC. I can't can't guarantee what it is on Xbox or or PS five. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it on like a next gen console, so maybe that's just me gloating it up on PC. But it seems like something I could just boot up on Xbox and see how it goes. Also. But going back to what you what you were saying about um, Nightmare Reaper, mm-hmm. I realized that the only shooter I've, put, I've really I've honestly played this year has been uh, what the addition the, the addition I put in. What took so long? Oh, let me see. What took so long? What? Um, your count. So the remake, I'm guessing. Yeah, because I'll, I'll have my I'll have my explanation for that once. Hmm. I mean, hey, I'm not mad at you because I, I still haven't played that game, but also. I don't know if I'd call that a shooter. <laughs> it, it has a lot of shooting in it. I, it, you know what? It is a shooter. That's not the first category I would give to it, though. Well, I would call call it other things before I call it a shooter. That's all I'm saying. Then does that mean that Power Wash Simulator is more of a shooter than the, that than that game? <laughs> I you're mm, shooting water. That's you, all you're doing. You're shooting water. You are shooting water, <laughs> but like, the are you acquiring water. targets? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I second this. I've been playing it for an hour and a half. All right, do y'all okay? If you're bold enough, <laughs> go to Best Shooter and put fucking Power please, Wash Simulator. Please, someone put Power Wash on Best Shooter. It <laughs> will Unless win. I can kick you from the call. I will look at your cursor. <laughs> it will win. What else do we even have? We have Nightmare Reaper and Shadow <laughs> Warrior Three and Splatoon Three and Metal Hell Singer and the game that I put on here but still haven't played Sniper Elite Five. I'm gonna. Kick you from the call, Al. 
<laughs> you know what? Leave it there. We'll have that. We'll have that fight later. But I, mm, that is some. I don't like the semantics there. God damn it. Um, we'll come back at that. I would call Horizon Two a shooter before I call Power Watch Simulator a shooter. That's all I'm saying. But uh, we can have that conversation later. But yeah, in the case of hardship space, uh, hard hardship space. Wait, no, hard oh, no. space ship breaker. Fuck me. <laughs> Yeah, try saying that ten times fast. God, it's, try saying it one time fast. I couldn't do that. Um, yeah. Speaking of hard space shipbreaker, uh, I have installed it to the Series X, so I will be giving it a shot sometime soon and uh, seeing what I think of it. Uh, it looks like it might be. Would you say it's similar to uh, something like Power Wash, where it's something you can kind of just chill out and just go about your own pace? Yeah, like it's something you can just sit and vibe to. Hmm. Okay, I like a nice sit and vibe game. So perhaps I'll. Turn on a Noah Caldwell Gervais video and boot it up. Lo-fi sits to vibe too. <laughs> exactly. Gotta love it. Gotta love the vibe. So uh, from one vibe onto another, let's talk about this game that I am 300% right on the same page with you on this one, Josh. So go ahead and tell the people what they're missing. Okay, well, you might be able to add more to it than I can because I've only played probably like 20 minutes of it. Um, but it seems like something I need to jump back into because I can absolutely see where that uh, the love for it is coming from, um, and that's Vampire Survivors. Yep, yeah. It, it is a good game. Um, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say it's just it's like super addicting. It's just like you fall into a very simplistic looking roguelike game. Um, everything being done is, well, the attacks themselves are automatic, so you don't really have too much that you need to, like, focus on, really, in terms of succeeding. It's basically just, hey, let's move around, let's try and keep from getting hit. Um, as these, like, endless waves of hordes, you know, of monsters come at you and you kill them, you get gems... That gives you level ups, which will increase like your attacks or your health or what weapons you could use and the speed of which those weapons move and everything. And I can see like the addiction of just like one more run. How far can I get? What can I do to my character to get further into this game? And yeah, I kind of want to jump back in. Yeah, and I this def- is yeah. Oh, go mm-hmm. ahead. Oh, please, please, you you go ahead. Okay, so I. I get it. I can tell exactly where Josh is coming from because, like, when I made that video for the, uh, the YouTube channel on uh, Vampire Survivors, um, that 10 minute video I made, mm-hmm. I noticed that if someone took this game, because the game is very, like, it's, it's very, uh, what's the word? Best way to describe it, the, the visual style of the game? Oh, like, eh, kind of retro. Kinda yeah, like, like arcade 8 bit 16. If you took this back to to thirty years ago, this would make a killing. Oh yeah, it would, it would yeah, save in the tri-state area. It, well, <laughs> not, not just. I mean, uh, and at least twenty five, thirty five years ago, it'd be a bona fide hit in the U.S. Thirty years ago, it'd be a be a hit in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is definitely. It's definitely on that level. Yeah, it's. It's one of those games where, like, I, I've done. I spend more time watching it be played than play it. As I mentioned, with with my playtime on Steam being only only ten minutes, hmm. it's 
it's one of those things where it's one it's one of the few games like that like power wash hard space i saw i saw a gameplay of it and i thought i need to play this game what it's only this price which uh just warning it's no longer the price anymore creator the creator got smart and realized I could, I could make more, much more off this. Look, it, early access price was three bucks. It's now five bucks. It's still worth it. Come on, <laughs> to keep it completely real with folks listening. But yeah, I, to to bounce off that a little bit though, um, as someone who actually, before I say this, Graydon, have you played any Varian Fire Survivors yet? Uh the I knew nothing about this game until it showed up on the YouTube channel, and then I um. I watched a bit of it and I was like, why, why is someone playing this? <laughs> I was like, what, <laughs> what, what is this game? Like what? And then I heard like one that, of those like mobile ad games. Yeah. It looks like a fake game. <laughs> and then <laughs> I, I um, it's on Xbox series X. <laughs> yeah. And then I heard that it was like big and people were interested in it. And I have yet to like look into it more. But no, I've not played it myself. All right. Well, as the leading authority on Vampire Survivors in this chat with almost five hours in this game, um, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, this game is as good as everyone says. It is addictive. It is basically how little gameplay can you have in a game and still call it a game? I think this is about it. <laughs> because it's not like a lot you have to worry about because like, like, uh, like Josh said earlier, all the attacks are automatic. It's really just about you weaving, like bullet hell style, weaving through all these hordes of enemies. All your attacks are killing the hordes on their own. They just randomly target everybody. Or if you get a really good one, it's like an aura around your character that just kills everything that's in that circle. Um, but you're just dodging through enemies and trying to pick up the gems that they drop when they die because the gems are how you level up. That's basically your XP. And it's just about seeing how long you can go. And you go as long as you can in one environment. You get long enough in that environment. You go on to the next environment. And you keep unlocking more and more powerful items. There's different characters that start with different bonuses. Um, and it's really fun. Actually, speaking of the YouTube channel, uh, I know, Al, you're the one who put gameplay of it up on our YouTube channel, right? Yeah. Well, I also put some gameplay up on YouTube, but I actually used this game for back when the Kendrick Lamar album came out. I did a whole, like, ranking all of the Kendrick Lamar albums. So I did a review for each one before Mr. Morale came out. And I used gameplay from Vampire Survivors to do my Untitled Unmastered review. So yeah, that's also on there. So yeah, I have played this game a whole bunch and also perfect Steam Deck game. Like I've probably maybe an hour or two of those five hours I've played so far were on Steam Deck. It is engrossing. It is addictive. I love it a lot. I was so surprised to see it didn't get any mention at the Game Awards, but we're going to fix that. We are definitely going to talk this one up. It is worth it. All of y'all should, not saying you need to put a million hours into this game, because this is another game where once you play it for a couple minutes, you know why it's great. It's just a question of how much are you going to let it take you over. And I let it take me over a pretty good bit. To <laughs> so, quote Emmett for, for, for a certain game review, it's I. <laughs> it's more than i it's really fucking good but it's also not the type of thing where it's like you gotta see the ending it's like no nah, the end is like the beginning <laughs> i'm referring to your cookie clicker review oh <laughs> look i recommended me on, on uh, steam oh my god yeah it's yeah because you can see my fucking gameplay in it um Literally, that's the only Steam game where, you know, when you go to the Steam page and it's like some guy who's like, yeah, the game's okay. And they have 10,000 hours in it. 
Once I cross a thousand well, hours, I'm like, I'm doing one of those reviews. <laughs> it's the only game in my entire life I can do that for, with the exception of maybe like Call of Duty, but that was on PS3 and no one looks at our accounts there. Um, but in any case, Vampire Survivor is very good. Good pick on here. Hopefully you try more of it. Hopefully all of us try more of it because it fucking rules. Now, I'm ready for Graydon to break my heart. What game do you have on here that I think I know already, but we're going to fucking see? Oh, and God, there, there's, there's more than two. There's more than two. Yeah, oh, we have another mystery pick. Yeah. No, no, I mean, I know I, there's there's one that you haven't played that the three of us have, that the rest of us have played. Oh. And there's another one that I kind of called out on Twitter. Oh. Oh, now I'm even more nervous. All right. Break my heart or make me happy. One out of two. Go ahead, Graydon. Do what you do your worst or best. Emmett, why don't you tell me what my game is? Are you gonna say that we should all play New Tales from the Borderlands? <clears throat> I certainly am. God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. I certainly I am. <laughs> and uh, and the reason <laughs> See, here's the thing. I almost thought about not putting this one because the problem the problem with suggesting this game to you to you people. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you people? <laughs> Is that I can't and I I love you all. I I understand. I don't mean this with disrespect, but I know that you can't look at it without bias. There's no way to look at new tales from the borderlands as something fresh and something new. You're going to hold on. And I think everyone who played this game, who enjoyed tales from the borderlands holds on to what they had before and wishes that it was more. And I understand. I understand. I've had, I've had games that I wanted to see canceled too. I've waited over a decade for Dead Island 2. But you know what? <laughs> You're waiting <laughs> two, it's 12 extra weeks too. <laughs> and my, my dream's coming eventually. But <laughs> yours could also come in the form of new tales from the Borderlands if you were to just shut that little piece of your brain off that holds on to, the, to, to what was. Now, if you have read my uh, Telltale Games, my definitive ranking of Telltale Games, and who hasn't? It's kind of the most popular article on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Everyone and mom has seen the article. <laughs> Everyone's seen the article. That and the video um, essay article. <laughs> that and they're all playing golf blitz. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I put Tales of the Borderlands fairly low, and I did not, I do not look back on that game fondly. I think it was really cluttered. I think it uh, did a lot for the Telltale formula that I wasn't, maybe I just wasn't expecting it and wasn't privy to, but also I came from not knowing a lot about Borderlands. I've never played a full Borderlands game. Um, I know Borderlands like sense of humor and I know it's aesthetic and that's basically it. 
And so I came without, I didn't have any kind of Easter eggs, even that, even the scene that you've talked about before, where there's like a very emotional scene in Tales from the Borderlands with a character from Borderlands that didn't hit me because I didn't have Borderlands under my belt. Mm. So, so I played Tales from the Borderlands and I thought it was a, it was a fine story. It had its moments, but in its entirety, I thought, it was a much weaker Telltale game. Um, yeah. So I was not holding out for a sequel. I was fine. Uh, the only reason I wanted a sequel was because it ended on a cliffhanger. And I was like, I kind of want to see more of this. And then I didn't want to play Borderlands 3 to see what happened to Reese. And I guess it wasn't that big a deal anyway. Hey, I have respect <laughs> for Borderlands 3 nowadays. I've come back around on that game. I sure am not. <laughs> I still don't know if I like oh. the story, but I like the combat a lot now. Well, I, say. Continue. <laughs> I have I have dabbled a bit in Borderlands three. Actually, one of my friends, one of my friends got me to buy it full price when it first came out just so we could play some co-op. Um, I spent one hundred dollars <laughs> on it at launch only to not play it and then get back into it after buying all of the DLC and the game again on Steam. But this time oh for like God. 16. So it's fine. <laughs> oh, the things we do for love. Um, but... oh, that show. <laughs> But New Tales from the Borderlands is on its own. I know, I know I'm contradicting everything that Alan said in their tweet, and I'm sorry because why, why should anyone listen to me? I'm the guy with bad opinions. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I, f- I found it genuinely funny. I, I had actual moments that I laughed out loud. Um, it was truly... I thought about putting it. I think we have a section of like games you couldn't put down. And I truly thought about putting it there. Um, I was really, really engrossed in the characters. Like I, maybe not from the start, but I, I just, I found myself really caring about this story and it made me respect the borderlands world a lot more. Um, it made me, it felt more like it was trying to just be bare bones telltale game. It didn't try to do like weird things. It had a, it has a currency system that literally just buys cosmetics. Like I, I'm fine with it. I'm fine because compare that to the original tales from the Borderlands series where you had to like sneak around and find money to then make a choice later on. And it's like, that that's okay in its own right i'm not shitting on that but it changes the gameplay in a bit where it's like if you're not going crazy with snooping around it's not gonna affect you that much it's just gonna like you won't get to have a cooler costume plus i kind of like the idea of being able to have different costumes like every episode i like fitted myself out with a different like a different style and that was really neat um but it does this thing where it like all the characters have their own relationships which it breaks down like telltale games tend to with like a uh like a and it's not a telltale game i know i keep saying like it was a telltale thing but like it's it's not um but every character has its as was worried <laughs> right right every every character has their own relationship with each other at the end of every episode it tells you how far along you are with that as well as the overall group relationship 
that's all based off of choices that you make. And then the big finale, depending on what ending you get, depends on how strong your bond was with each character. And Hmm. it really makes you have to care about what you're saying, what you're doing, how you're acting. I played all three characters different ways, which was a lot of fun. Um, I found it. Uh, yeah, I found it funny. I just found it to be really buying product. And I think if you go expecting just, just something new, you're not going to hate it. And I, <laughs> there's no, I, I don't want to spoil anything. The He's ending to open our mind. The ending is fulfilling. Hmm. That is what I will say. If we, can just, if we can get through it, we'll like the ending is what you're saying. Right. And even mm-hmm. if, even if that makes you like, I don't know, look up the ending before even trying the game, go for it. Like watch the, the epilogue. Um, but there, uh, <laughs> oh my God. I just want to, <laughs> I just want to, I just want to say it. And then you would like it. I- all right, okay, let me let me ask this category. Are we gonna see a returning face? Yes. Okay. All right. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough for me. I don't know who you could be talking about. I don't even know from trailers who that could be. But the fact that they're willing to like, because this just looked like we're gonna from the outside looking in, just the trailers, mm. it looks like we're gonna say another story in this universe. We don't care about all that stuff that happened before. We're going to tell our own story because we can't fuck with that at all. And because we can't fuck with that, we're not going to touch it. And so now it's just like, why do I care about all these new people? You but know what? what? You're telling me. Yeah. No, go ahead. Okay. I'm just saying what you're telling me is that it seems like despite that, they not only bring back that stuff, but I will be happy once it's back that it's in the mix with these new people. That's a really good way to put it. I was going to say. If if you're letting me say that, like that the returning face comes up, I will say this, and I don't think it's going too far. The way that I put it at the very end was maybe this isn't Tales from the Borderlands 2, but it's Tales from the Borderlands 1 Part 2. Or no, it's the <laughs> Lion King one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> So you're saying oh. it's a straight to DVD Disney movie? Disney yes. movie. Oh, <laughs> that, that might not be the glowing praise yeah, you that's, want. That's not, that's not, that wasn't a good thing. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I um, might like you one and a half, but I'm a sicko. <laughs> I will say, uh, okay, it's, look, the, it's the best only, way to phrase it. I will say, even though Reese is not, they didn't get Troy Baker back uh, to reprise the role as Reese. Ray Chase did a good job with what he was given. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was Troy Baker for the until I realized it wasn't. And for those of you out there who don't know who Ray Chase is, he is Darkseid. Oh wow! Okay, so he's got a bit of a pedigree on him. All right, I respect that. I respect that. All right, so looks like I got to give that one a shot. I will say, like literally a week ago, I was looking at Tales from the Borderlands. I was buying a bunch of Steam games, and it was twenty dollars instead of forty, and I was like. Maybe, but Al says it's bad. But now that you're saying all this, it's Steam Deck compatible. I'm going to add it to the cart and see what happens. I ain't going to pick it up yet. (laughs) 
but we'll see what happens. I might, I might come around on it. Even the reviews they list on their Steam page are like, oh, I got four out of five stars, and then seven, and then seven. <laughs> it's like, all right, even they are having trouble finding very high reviews for this, but you're saying it's worth at least seeing through. I will see if I can make some time for it. I'm not going to make guarantees, yeah. but I'll add it to the list. But, and it's another uh, not too long one. Yeah, yeah. From what I understand, it's like less than 10 hours. Yeah. Okay. That That's definitely doable. But um, from there, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the last game here, and then we'll get on to our game that we're going to play together. Um, This last one, I really want people to try it out. I don't think this, is, this isn't going to be my favorite game of the year, but I really like it. I think it's very novel, and I think everyone should just give it a shot just to see if they enjoy it at all. And this is Metal Hellsinger. Now, I will say, I had Horizon Forbidden West on here, but I'm pretty sure everyone has given that a shot at least. Is that fair to say? I have not is, yet. Is it... Oh, fuck. Oh, so both of you haven't played it. It's just me and Al have touched this game. Yeah, yep. I didn't have a PS5 to play with it. So I, well, I, mm. I do. My dad got the bundle, but I don't want to start it. Same with God of War. I don't want to. Those two games, I feel, would not be doing it justice on a PS4. And I don't want to start it on a PlayStation that's not mine. Mm. You have a good, you have a good code. Yeah, <laughs> that is absolutely fair. I will say, in the case of both of those, you're perfectly fine playing it on PS4. Like though, the ports of those run very, very well. Uh, especially Horizon. Horizon looks just like the first Horizon, so like, it, it's good. Um, but damn, I didn't know y'all didn't play that. So okay, so here's what I might do because I now I got to encourage y'all to play that one. Fuck Metal Hellsinger. It's a great game. Everyone should try it. It's on Game Pass, too, so check it out. But just long story short on that one, it's a rhythm game, and what makes that game cool is that it's a rhythm game that plays like a Doom shooter, and it feels really good, and I'm surprised how much I got into it. But forget that. I got to tell you all about fucking Horizon because <laughs> there's no way I'm walking out of here with only two people I haven't played Horizon. Um, basically, the reason I originally had Horizon on here, even though I thought y'all had already played it, um, I just think this game, it is great. I love it. I think it's better than the first one, but I think it's better in different ways. Where the first game I thought was a good game all around, but the thing that really made it stick in my head was the story. And not even like the characters, just the lore. I think Horizon 1 has some of the best lore in any video game, any sci-fi property, at least for me. Um, and I just, I think that lore is just super cool and just very interesting. The second game, builds on top of that lore in interesting ways uh and all of the all of the answers that they give like they keep expanding on the world and all the ways they expand on the world all of them are interesting all of them are fascinating even if they aren't all what i want <laughs> there there's one thing where there's one aspect of the game i'm not going to spoil anything but there's one part like some characters learn some things and to me, part of why I liked the world in the first place was the fact that they didn't know that. And now they know that, or they know some of it. And I'm like, eh, I, I would have liked it if that wasn't the case, but I'm still excited to see how their knowledge of this stuff is going to change their characters in the future. So I'm very excited to see what that is. So even the things that I think are disappointing, I'm like, oh, I still want to see like what happens because that's just really cool to see. Um, but on top of that, yes, the story I think is... I think the overall story is better in the second game because I care about the characters this time. Where in the first one, I couldn't tell you anyone's name, but in the same, one, you, yeah, yeah. Even though I like the, I like that story, but like I don't know who the fuck anyone is. But in the second one, 
I, I fucking, I like a lot of those characters. Do I know their names? I don't know if I do right now, so I'm not going to put myself <laughs> on the spot. But I, re- I, I reacted to things that happened to the actual people this time, where in the first game, I only cared what the world building was. Um, so I think that part's improved. I also think the gameplay itself is way better than the first Horizon game, where comparatively, this the first Horizon game looks like baby's first RPG, where this new one feels like, oh, okay, you fleshed out all these systems in really cool ways. And not just are the RPG systems more fleshed out, you also like the combat itself just feels really fucking good, where they worked on it to where it doesn't feel like version 1.0 anymore. It feels way more visceral, way more dynamic, way more just accommodating. And also it feels like there's like the power curve when you're earning weapons and earning levels and all this stuff. It's way more rewarding to get all these new features unlocked over time instead of it just feeling like a Far Cry game where you're eventually going to unlock everything. You do eventually unlock everything, but it feels like you have more of a sense of choice in your skill trees and also in the gear that you're making and crafting that it just you you have more ownership over the items that you acquire. And I really like that. And plus, you know, exploration is way more enhanced. You're running around on different mounts. I don't want to spoil it, but the mounts you unlock in this game are great. That's all I'm going to say. They are great. And those literally the mounts in this game are so much better than the first game to the point where exploration is so much better because you have so many more options of how to get around and can't talk it up enough. And also just the stuff that seemed formulaic in the first game where a lot of people were like, oh, it's just it's just like a Far Cry like, but now it's in the woods or whatever. Now there's robot dinosaurs. All the formulaic stuff that people had about the first game, they've done a lot of work to kind of zig instead of zag in the second one where they have a lot of the same activities but there's like a twist on each of those activities that kind of subvert your expectations on how you were going to accomplish that task so uh it really does feel like a breath of fresh air and also this is another game where i i I don't talk about this a lot but i've only played mass effect 2 and saints row 4 that have this format but i think that format of hey we're getting on a big mission we have to gather the team so let's talk to all these characters and then do loyalty missions for all these characters. This is one of those games. And I love that structure so much. And so few games do that. I was so excited that Horizon was one of those games. And the backstories for some of these characters, the ways you are introduced to some of them are really, really cool. So I really love it. And they just tease like other corners of the world, like outside of America. They tease like other continents and what's going on there and how they're reacting to everything. So it's like, oh, it's just really good fucking lore. The game's really solid. I understand this is still the type of game where it got nominated for Game of the Year, but I could have easily seen it being like right off the nominee list, like just barely missing it. It's definitely one of those games, but I think it is way too good to forget. And I think y'all should definitely play it because it is really solid. So does this mean I have to, does this mean I have to re-add it back to um, what took so long? Because <laughs> I, I replaced the game. I, I replaced the game that's that just got there was formerly horizon zero dawn uh you can you can leave that game on there but horizon zero dawn you don't necessarily have to put back on there if you don't want to because like you only put it there if you feel strongly about it if i'm talking about the sequel a lot the sequel is the one i want to see get nominees or nominations so yeah you can keep horizon one off if you want to but so Mm -hmm. so you're saying that i should play that on ps4 like i should pick it up it's got smart delivery right so <laughs> it's no. not smart delivery but it is a free upgrade for okay. horizon. Hey, you know you know what i meant 
Yes, I know. <laughs> I got you, but you know PlayStation. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, okay. It, so it's, it's worth playing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you if you don't mind, you know, you're still going to be playing it at 30 frames. But I don't think it's like it's kind of like uh, Miles Morales, where I played that on PS4 and it. Was I did too. Game. Yeah, it's it's going to be a lot like that if you're playing the PS4 version. So my my problem was like with Miles Morales, I remember I did just the main story because I was going to do all the side stuff when I replay it on PS5. So my fear is just that it's such a long game and I don't want to. But if I can, like, maybe carry my progress to PS5, then it'll be worth it. I don't know. It's a it's an internal struggle. Yeah, you might be able <laughs> you should be able to because I was able to do the same thing with uh, Ghost of Tsushima when that got the um next gen upgrade okay like there's there's even there's even an option like transfer ps4 save huh maybe i will pick it up actually i also i do want to say i i was definitely wrong about this if you buy the ps4 version of horizon it is a ten dollar upgrade fee but gross yeah it's (laughs) yeah it's gross if i fucked up because i thought it was because I remember there was a big controversy about like PlayStation being like, oh, yeah, we're going to charge you for an upgrade fee for these future games. And they, yeah. earlier said, they earlier said they weren't going to do that. I thought the controversy originally was we're going to make you buy a new copy. Oh, wait, no, nah, we said ten dollars. All right, let's go back to ten dollars. That's what it was. I thought it was, oh, we're going to make them pay ten dollars. Oh, no, we said we would make it free. Let's make it free. No, it was the original thing. So, yes, yeah, ten dollars. But. It's, it's forty dollars for Black Friday. Go, go get it. Select games get free upgrades like um, Avengers, um, third parties. <laughs> yeah, Avengers. Um, yeah, it's mainly ten. The ten part, like the ten dollars, is for like mainly first party stuff. Like, uh, yeah, I know God of War is ten dollars. This one, I think Ghost of Shima was, which is crazy because you can play that at four K sixty on the PS4 version if you have a PS5. So also one for um uh Death Stranding. Yep, Death Stranding. Then again, I was doing right. There's cut, so there's extra content, but yeah, yeah, that's still weird. But yeah, yeah, I would say I know you're probably not like super duper itching for Horizon, but if you were super duper itching, I would say it's worth jumping on PS4 and doing it anyway. But yeah, that game is I love that game so much. That is definitely gonna replace Horizon Zero Dawn in my top, you know, 100 list that I have it in. So yeah, it's it's that good definitely i just know it's not innovative at all which is harder to get excited about but i wanted to make sure it got its flowers here um so yeah that's what i got for that one and that's what we got for all these games so you know listen you've heard this podcast ladies and gentlemen and everyone off the spectrum so when you listen to the game of the year stuff get mad at us if we didn't come around to the (laughs) (laughs) if yeah get well actually you know if we have a legitimate reason it's like no one's gonna buy a ps5 for one game but also like if i didn't play fucking what beacon pines if i didn't at least pick it up yeah you can you can scream at me i i accept that um so yeah look out for that we'll be talking about game of the year stuff one quick thing yes yes um i'm not gonna take up a whole nother section but i have one one more that i need to add and that is uh, Midnight Fight Express, which I have been playing Ooh. for the past hour and a half now. <laughs> and wait, 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 I, I wait, wait, can't wait, wait. get enough of this freaking game. You got to clear this up. You said you're playing for... You're oh, playing I did say Power, Power Wash. Wash. All right, listen. 
Did you lie? <laughs> no. All right. I think we've been here a while. Halfway through. Yeah, we've been we're about to hit the two hour mark. Like you probably switched halfway through the show. <laughs> I might have hyperbolized how long, but I made it twenty I made it like thirty percent into the patio section. And oh, then I was like, house. You're gonna like, do something else. <laughs> <laughs> i feel you hey i also played midnight fight express i beat that game i love that game i will be right there with you when we talk about it so oh it's so good get on... dude yeah it's wow it's way fucking good but if y'all want to get on board both of you better give it a shot that's all i'm gonna say i've tried it oh. <laughs> the most limp <laughs> i've tried it <laughs> all right i guess that I... speaks volumes but we'll we'll speak I think even there's more a video of... i think there's a video mm-hmm. on the channel of a first foray. Yes, I think yeah, one of us uh played the demo of it. So, I think I did. I think I uploaded no, no. that. No, no. I mean, I I, I you, you played the demo, I played the the, the uh I played the the game and did some, I think I did some commentary. Ah, okay, yeah. I remember you recording this. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. That was that was I think that was pre-dog. Yeah, pre-dog. <laughs> That's just a it, funny pre- instrument of time. Yeah. <laughs> that was pre-dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh in any case yes go ahead and check that out on the channel but before we get up out of here before i send y'all to bed let's do one last thing the moment that i've been waiting for and because we taught so long i had time to add extra prompts in here so i have it just in case people fuck up um we're gonna play some messy mashup i am very excited for this now if hey. you don't know what messy yeah i'm very excited for this yes uh, if you don't know what Messy Mashup is, this is, I don't know why I said it twice. Um, this is a game started by Blessing Jr. Or maybe not started. I think he took it from like an IGN podcast or something. And then he you said, said you it, said it twice because it's so nice. But that's how yeah. it <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Thank you for backing me up on that. Um, yeah, he, he took it from somewhere else and now I'm taking it from him. And he actually doesn't do Messy Mashup anymore. It's just fam- uh, Family Feudy. No, kind of Feudy. Um, that's all they do over there now, which is still a good show. Check that out. Subscribe to Patreon so you can listen to that show from them over at Kind of Funny. But Messy Matchup is basically where we combine two games, two names of two games, and make a little back-of-the-box type of little paragraph quote describing what that new game is from that mashup, and then all of y'all have to guess what that game title is. I am very excited for this one. I, I I sat here, literally, I spent like the last hour and a half right before the show thinking of prompts. And then as we were going, I thought of three more so I could make it an even 20. Um, so I'm going to be the host. Y'all are going to be the contestants. That sound good to everybody? Sounds good. Yeah. I mean, I wrote all the prompts, so it's not like I could play. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll make this happen. So the goal here, first person to five wins. And if we get to five super early, perhaps we can just go for the rest of them and just for shits and giggles. But first person to five wins. And how it's going to work, I'm going to read the prompt. It is not necessarily, usually how Messy Mashup works is the first half of the prompt and the second half of the prompt are the same order as the mashup. So the game in the first half is the same game, uh, is the game that, you know what I mean, <laughs> hopefully. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. You, yeah, usually that's how it goes, but if it's if that's not how it goes, I will say so. Because some of these I had to really awkwardly fit in. Um, but I'll let you know. So in any case, we're gonna go ahead and start. Is everyone ready to go? Oh, we probably should do like a just say your name. Just say your name if you're if you got a buzz in. All right. Everybody ready to go? Oh I'm Josh. Ready. Excellent. Oh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> Josh. Yes. Yes, uh, yes, I am. 
That was the prompt. Everybody ready? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, th- damn, I think that... by the rules, it means Josh gets the first go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, shit, we can honorable. we can have. Actually, no. There's no first goes. It's just you know, say your name and you're the first one to answer. So, bingo, bango, boingo. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and read this first prompt as I make a little thing so I can make tallies here for everybody's name. Give me a fucking second. Uh, I totally forgot about this part. I was just gonna read things. I forgot I had to keep score. Uh, hosting things is hard. Never do it, everyone. Uh, <laughs> in any case, first prompt is. Uh, you know what? That one's tricky. I'm going to start with the second one first. <laughs> All right. Play as America's most beloved superhero as he is stranded on a ship with a handful of other 20-somethings as they fight for their lives in this horrifying narrative adventure. Josh. Josh, go ahead. What do you think it is? Spider-Man of Madon? God Man damn, that's it. That's it. <laughs> oh my god. How did he get that? That, that was great. I thought I that was going to be Josh is good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Josh has played a lot of games, a lot of living. <laughs> so a lot of games come with that. Got to respect that. Was really that good. <laughs> yeah, I still, was good. I've still never played Man of Medan. I should try that. I never have either. So that I pulled that description right out of my ass, like a lot of these other ones. So look forward to that. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to come back to number one. It is a tricky one. So I'm going to come back to it a little later. But let's continue on. Oh, because that uh, one was a breeze. <laughs> hey, he, look how fast he got it, though. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's the prompt. In this old school platformer set in Australia, hit the links and get a hole in one in this year's entry in the groundbreakingly realistic sports franchise. <laughs> the silence hurts. Any guesses? I'll read it one more time. In this old school platformer set in Australia, Hit the links and get a hole in one in this year's entry in the groundbreakingly realistic sports franchise. Ooh, ooh, goddamn! I've right. got. I think I have. I have the first. I think I have part of it. Of it. Okay. If you have part of it, what you can do, if you if y'all want to talk and strategize, you can. But if you give, if someone else knows the second one and you give up the game to try and collaborate, then they can just steal it. So that's the that's the risk and reward here. Al, you think you have the first half? Yeah. All right. If you shoot it out there, I might have the second. Bubsy. <laughs> Does that line up with what you think it was, Graydon? <laughs> Is it like a bub? <sighs> I I read it in the correct order as well. So it's definitely the mm. the the platformer is the first one, and the sports game is the second one. It's a I'll, it's I'll, a. I'll throw it mm-hmm. out there because I don't know if we're getting it. It's like a golf game, right? The second one? Yes. The second one? Okay, so Bubsy th- 3D Golf something? Mm. three. All right, I'm going to say it's a no on Bubsy. <laughs> it oh. is not Bubsy at all. I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll add two letters, or I'll add two digits. I'll add two digits, and I'll reread it. In this old-school 3D platformer set in Australia... Hit the links and get a hole-in-one in this year's entry in the groundbreakingly realistic sports franchise. And I will also add, this platformer was remade somewhat recently. Not a high-profile remake, but it was remade somewhat recently. This is not a high-profile uh, game. Is it, is it Graydon? Graydon, Graydon. Is it Alex Kidd in Miracle World Tour Golf? <laughs> <laughs> You are on. You are really close with the golf. Um, 
there is I'll, I'll say this one I'll, I'll say this here's another hint this the, the mashed up title has two names in it there are two names in this mashed up title oh man I think I, I think I think I okay Al, Alan Al Kojima mm-hmm. and Earl Um, I'm just gonna stop you there. It's not Toe Jam and Earl. Let me get okay. Is there Toe one Jam. more guess? Toe Jam and Mac Earl Roy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're on the right path with that guess, though. Oh my god! I will say I said there were two names in the mashed up title. There are not two names in either of these games. Just two names in the mashed up title. Okay, all right, hold on. Which is hold to say, on. one title has a t- has a name, and the other title has a name. You were on point with that McElroy guess, but all right, all right. So there, then I know there, that what's that name. Well, okay, Say sorry. Again? What what was that name again for the golf uh, one? Because I know, I think I know the first one, but I can't, I could not think of what the second. Think of think of another golfer that isn't McElroy. <sighs> there there is one golfer that oh, the whole what? world knows. All right, Graydon. Graydon, is it is it? Is it like Ty the Tasmanian Tiger Woods golf? Yes. You got it. You got it. Graydon got it. Ty the is Tasmanian it... Tiger Woods PGA Tour. Okay, that's okay. All right. I was like, is Ty the Tasmanian Tiger a thing? I was thinking it was, I was thinking it was KO the Kangaroo. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I couldn't remember him. Uh, that I I made sure to say somewhat recently and not this year, because KO came out this year. I knew oh. about that one. Oh man, yeah, that one. Ooh, I felt bad because I was like, God, I thought Ty the Tasmanian Tiger would be like a little bit known, <laughs> but man, I had to pull that one out. All right, if that one was hard, God bless us for this next one. Um, <laughs> all right, here's here's the next one. In this fan made game based on Valve's most iconic franchise, experience infamously bad plot and voice acting and mediocre combat while scaling the rooftops at night in this next generation battle royale spinoff of a classic rpg <laughs> crickets <laughs> do, do y'all know either of them could you please read it again i'm gonna read it again in this fan-made game based off of valve's most iconic franchise Experience infamously bad plot and voice acting and mediocre combat while scaling the city rooftops at night in this next generation battle royale spinoff of a classic RPG. Oh my god, I know, I know, I. Mm. You know I'm willing to one, just, I'm willing to just throw it out there to fuck it up and see if anybody gets it. But right, I can't if you, think if of. If you want to. Oh no! What's that called? God, what is that freaking? <laughs> oh wait. Mm. Does okay, so Graydon, it seems like you feel like you know the second one. Yeah, oh, I definitely do, and I'm trying to think of the first one too, but I can't think of what that is called. It oh, you'll have a hint if you look at the. Let me see. Oh, let me say this. This one's actually reversed. So the first game actually is at the back end of the mashup, and the second game is the first one. So the Graydon. Okay, Graydon. No, there's no way it could be. Try me. <laughs> Vampire Black Mesa? Oh, no, no, it's not. Because black isn't in the words vampire. But you, hey, you're on the right track. You got vampire down. But I also I got black, kind of. <laughs> right? I, I will say black is not in the title at all. Right, but I, am I on the right? 
you got the right franchise. I'll give you that because it seems oh, like I'll damn. need that hint. You got the right franchise. It is a fan made game. With, I'll say also Black Mesa isn't known for infamously bad plot or voice acting. <laughs> like right. that's just a remake of a game everyone I, loves. I thought that was the that was the second that was pertaining to the second game. Oh no, this one the second game starts at scaling city rooftops at night, and also so fan made Valve game. Oh my god, I've got oh it. My god. All right, say your name. <laughs> Graydon. Graydon. Back for Blood Hunt. Oh, that is not a fan made game, but you got the second game. You have oh the second game. God, what? What is Blood? What? What? Where? Help! You, blood Hunt is correct. I'm gonna say one of these games is Blood Hunt. I'm gonna give everyone a shot to guess the other game because this one might be where it falls apart. You're not gonna right. get anything from me on this. <laughs> <laughs> Al, any shot from you? Is this just a no go? <laughs> It's smelling like no go. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm... Okay. Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. Al's got it. Oh boy. <laughs> Dev defeat blood, blood, blood hunt. Ah, uh, no. Close. Actually, not close. But no. Um, Val's most iconic franchise. I wouldn't call the end defeat. But I'm just gonna say what it is. I hey, thank God I was able to make up extra ones just in case I had a dud. Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt down to Freeman. No oh one has God. heard of Hunt Down to Freeman. No, what is that? <laughs> nope. It is a fan-made uh, Half-Life game where it's basically you're playing as like some mercenary who's hired to like hunt down Gordon Freeman for all of his crimes in the fucking lab when he shot up all the all the people. Um, yeah, it's, it's a fan-made game. Yeah, bad voice wow. acting and everything. It's one of those games where you only have heard of it if you heard how bad it was. <laughs> That's how yeah. I heard about it. <laughs> So um yeah, that's an L. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna check that off, but there's no points there. So thank God I got extra ones. So we'll continue on. Um oh. oh boy. All right. This one should be a quick one if you've been listening to the if you've been listening to people talk on this podcast, then you might get this one. All right, here's the next prompt. In this top-down beat-em-up, execute dozens of enemies, execute dozens of enemy types with increasingly impressive melee and gun moves in this budget fighting game based off the cult classic movie. And this one is in order. <laughs> I'm going to read it one more time. In this top-down beat-em-up, execute dozens of enemy types with increasingly impressive melee and gun moves in this budget fighting game based on the cult classic movie. I'm telling Al. you. Al, go ahead. Uh, Vampire Survivors of Mars. Oh! <laughs> God, I, I wish I had thought of that one, but that is not it. But you were right on the money. It is a game we've talked about in this episode. Graydon. Josh. Uh, oh. Graydon said it first. Go ahead. No, let Josh, let Josh go. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You got, you got uh, first. You're having a nice Midnight, fight. Midnight Fight Club? Midnight Damn Fight it. Club is it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Midnight Fight Club is it. Holy hell. I'm glad that one went well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, there is a Fight Club video game, and uh, Fred Durst is in it. <laughs> so oh there God. you go. <laughs> Yep, a lot of people don't know that. Thank God you picked up on the cult classic movie. So, bingo, bingo. All right, this one might be rough as well, but we're going to go for it. We're going to go for it. Here's this prompt. In this predecessor to Demon Souls, explore dungeons in first person and encounter strange beasts in this high player count, high destruction multiplayer shooter set during the 1910s. <sighs> I always get scared when it's just silence. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I, 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 I know... I think I know. I think I, know, I think I have something. Part of it. Okay. 
I'll say this one is kind of sneaky, but also not. <laughs> and it's also I in order. I didn't know there was a predecessor to Demon Souls. God damn. All right. Well, <laughs> there's your L. I, just, I knew Demon Souls was a predecessor to Dark Souls, but I didn't know something came before it. I'll throw Ooh. this out into the ether. So, 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 so um, okay. So, Alan. Al. Armored Core mm. 5. Ooh, not Armored Core. Damn it. But there is a number involved, and it does. It is a earlier from software title. I will say that again. It is an earlier from software title. But it's more directly influencing the Demon Souls than, than not. <laughs> Josh, do you have anything in your head for pre Demon Souls from? <laughs> I think so. It's the latter part I'm not sure about. All right, let's think of it like this. High player, I'm going to read the prop one more time, and then I'm going to talk through you. In this predecessor to Demon Souls, explore dungeons in first person and encounter strange beasts in this high player count, high destruction, multiplayer shooter set during the 1910s. Now, what high player count, multiplayer shooter, markets destruction as a big feature? And which war took place during the 1910s? <laughs> That's all I got for you. If you can put those two together, if any of y'all can put those two together... Because I think Josh has got the sauce. It's just, th does everyone else know what the second one is? No. Oh wow, I'm, you don't know. I'm really, one. I'm really at a loss here with this one. Wow. Guess what war happened during the 1910s? Just guess. Uh, like out loud? Or, or to yourself? If you can guess what war happened during the 1910s, it's very easy, super duper easy, especially considering what war happened in the 1930s that I'm sure we all know. Right. This is the predecessor. It was referred to as great. That's part it, of it. At the time, it was great. It was great. Not, not great today. <laughs> not great to them. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right about that. So it, that, the second one should be easy. It's that first one that I got to get y'all on. And I think Josh might know it vaguely. Al, Josh, do you? Oh, Al. Tenchu World War I. Ah, you got the war right, but it's not Tenchu. It is not Tenchu. Josh, he, he has the war for you. You know any game set in World War I? I think so, but the problem is, is I can't make it work in my head title-wise, so I don't know. No. You I'm going to say Kingsfield Battlefield 1. All right, you did it. You did it. That's it. It's Kingsfield 1. Kingsfield 1. Okay. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> so there you Kingsfield? go. I'm giving you that point. Kingsfield is the predecessor to Demon Souls. I have never heard of that in my entire life. I totally understand. The only the only reason people know games. about it. <laughs> oh, that was that was funny. Um, but yeah, the only the only people who know about Kingsfield are people who are like super duper Dark Souls fans who are like, where did all this shit start? And yeah, they made four Kingsfield games before Demon Souls one. Like Kingsfield was on the PS one, <laughs> so. Bingo, bingo. You learn something new every day. All right. I'm going to start the sneaky ones now. These are the ones I was worried about. I've already given you ones that were hard because the games were obscure. Now I'm giving you ones that the games you should maybe know, but the titles are tricky. So let's go ahead. I'm going back to number one first. So let's talk about this prompt. In this game, you explore a mysterious set of worlds in space before the entire system resets after a few minutes. 
while also talking to several unique characters, getting into combat with strange alien creatures, and witnessing the hilarity of capitalism running amok. <laughs> Please don't overthink this one. <laughs> That's uh, all I'm going to say. Alan. Ow. Mass Effect Tacoma. Oh, nah. But you... Actually, mm, you are in the right space. I'll say this. Here's what you got right. One of those games was made by a big studio. The other one was made by an indie team. That is the same mix here. Can you uh, read it again, please? Going to read the prompt one more time. In this game, you explore a mysterious set of worlds in space before the entire system resets after a few minutes, while also talking to several unique characters, getting into combat with strange alien creatures, and witnessing the hilarity of capitalism running amok. Think of a game that would... Well, first off, the first one... Should be obvious. Does ever, does anyone have the first game in their head? Graydon, I'm I think gonna, so. I'm gonna throw it up okay. out there. Graydon's got it. Let's go. And I, please don't make fun of me when I don't know what the second game is actually about. But is it Outer Wild Arms? Ah, no, it is not that. But you got the first game. You okay. got the first game, and I'm gonna tell you right now, the second game is right there. <laughs> It isn't close to Wild Arms, but it's close to the first one you said. I don't want to say too much, but think of a game that would fit really well with that title in which you talk to a lot of people and shoot a bunch of alien creatures, and it's kind of funny. It's not a comedy game, but there are, there are comedic aspects. Maybe it's first person. <laughs> Josh. Josh. Outer Wild Worlds? I'm going to give it to you. That's it. I just put the Outer Worlds. <laughs> Yeah. That... Oh. Because <laughs> you remember the Outer Wilds and the Outer Worlds? That was a whole thing. Right. I didn't know oh. that we could say that. <laughs> oh, please. Yes. If I say it's Trixie, throw your preconceived notions out the door. Okay. I was I was thinking of Run Like Hell. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is. No, because I, I, I was thinking of that, but I couldn't think of the name because I was thinking of the 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 the, the drink that was associated with the game. <laughs> and I was just like, dude's, just trying to, there. dude's trying to look up he's trying to re reverse engineer it typed in saints flow to get to the title <laughs> oh boy yeah oh, okay I'm gonna say again you, we can totally do titles like that so be aware for this next one because this one is another one similar to that here's the next prompt right now just a heads up on the score for everybody Al at zero but we can change that Josh at three, but we can change that. And Graydon at two. That will not. I'm kidding. We can change that. Uh, wow. <laughs> no problem. I believe in you. All right. Here's the next prompt. In this underrated entry in one of Ubisoft's biggest franchises, explore industrial London as one of two twins in this first person shooter that stars Rosario Dawson and is based off of the 1993 RTS game. Assassin's Creed Syndicate. God damn! I'm giving it to you. You didn't say your name, but I'm giving it to you because that was you good. You didn't do it in the form of a question, so uh... no, no, no. <laughs> okay, okay. When Syndicate, when the re when the remake of Syndicate came out, I I I, I love that game. That, that, is one of rare, <laughs> that is one of the rare games that like of a or like a remake of a piece of a '90s PC game that Jeff Gersman mentions more than games he gave like like he when he um. When he started his Patreon, he was like, I'm gonna talk about more games, talk about playing more games like that uh that Syndicate uh remake. 
because that was pretty good. And I'm like, yeah, that, exactly. That, that the game was good. My one card is great in that. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know you were such a big Syndicate fan. That worked out perfectly for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, looks like I'm playing favorites here, but uh, we'll see if this next one works the same way. Um, so here's the next prompt, everybody. Let's check in. <clears throat> in this indie, adorable management sim, Manage a bed and breakfast while getting comically violent revenge on all of the others on the island who made the mistake of making fun of you. And I will also say this was flipped. So Josh. the first game is... Oh, okay. Josh, go ahead. Not, naughty Bear and Breakfast? That is absolutely it. <laughs> naughty wow. Bear and Breakfast. Ooh, that was good. <laughs> Were you caught up until I said it was flipped? I think I was already feeling it was flipped before you said it. But then I waited for you to say it before I mentioned it. Excellent, excellent. All right, good on you, good on you. Um, we are in the ropes here. We got Josh has one more point before he gets it. Um, but at this point, we're early enough. I might just say the rest of these and see how far we can go. So let's see if this is the one that gets it for Josh. Here's the next prompt. In this grandfather of survival, in this grandfather title of the survival horror genre. You explore a Louisiana mansion while playing as one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Alone, uh, 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 Alan. Yep. Alone in the Darksiders. Alone in the Darksiders is it. Nice. Wow. Bingo, bingo. All right. Graydon, you got some competition. You better watch out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You jinxed me. Yeah. <laughs> I still believe in you. I never doubted you. Um, but yeah, now we got uh, Al at two points, Graydon at two points, and Josh still in the lead at four points. So here we go on the next one. I will say this one is kind of tricksy, but not. It's not tricksy in the same way, but I think you guys are... Think about how the words are spelled. That's all I'm going to say. So here's the next prompt. Play as a mysterious woman searching for her brother in an impossibly large and living building as she takes on a new leadership role and embraces madness. Ashy rollerblades in circles in this team-based free-to-play multiplayer sports game. <laughs> oh, this was difficult. <laughs> okay, can you can you read that one more time? Gonna read it one more time. Play as a mysterious woman searching for her brother in an impossibly large and living building as she takes on a new leadership role and embraces madness and rollerblades in circles in this team-based multiplayer free-to-play game. Alan. Alan. Controller drum. Oh, you are right there. That is not Graydon. A... Graydon. <laughs> Con controller legends. Ooh. Or arena, <laughs> arena. <laughs> I can't accept that. Wow. Yeah, right Josh. there. Josh. Uh, controller champions. Oh. Josh has got it. Josh won. Josh won. <laughs> you knew the game. I, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna be. I, I gotta be real. I gotta be real. Josh, you earned that fair and square. But at the same time, you knew the game. Graydon, you knew the game. I'm gonna give it to you because you were thinking about the Ubisoft title, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. The the yeah the Ubisoft one that they thought they were gonna shut down, but they were like, no, nah, no, nah, we're not shutting it down. <laughs> yep, and they're gonna shut that down probably next year sometime. Um, yeah, it was controller champions is the right answer, but no offense, Josh. I think you can get it again soon enough. So I'm going to give good. that to Graydon. Because, <laughs> like, Graydon knew the game, so I'm just going to get yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So here we are to the next prompt. Uh, 
play as one of the most iconic PlayStation characters alongside their child as they explore a mystical world and learn how to play guitar in one of the most detailed instrument tutorials on the market. Oh, Graydon. Graydon. Wow. God of War Ragnarok Smith. God damn. Great. <laughs> that is it. That was perfect. Excellent. Excellent. That was, God, really, that good. was really good. Yeah, I'm proud of that one. I thought that one rolled off the tongue. Um, <laughs> Excellent. All right, here's the next prompt. We are Josh and Graydon tied for four, but Al still can be a menace in a minute. Uh, so let's see what this next prompt. Menace in a minute. <laughs> My favorite 90s sitcom. Um, in this military shooter, worked on by Steven Spielberg, experience the most detailed digital depiction of World War II yet as you globetrot and discover ancient secrets with a lovable cast of characters in this PlayStation-exclusive sequel. Alan. Al? Medal of Honor Two Among or Medal of Honor Two Among Thieves. I'm gonna give it to you. It's Medal of Honor Among Thieves. Yes, oh. indeed. Bingo, bingo. Look how close this is getting. I love. Wow. All right, I love this one. I love this one. That was All good. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah, you didn't know Steven Silverberg was uh, worked on Medal of Honor. No. Uh, I had yeah. no clue. Yeah, because I was thinking the... Boom Blocks. No, <laughs> that's what came to my mind too. Medal of Honor, <laughs> Medal of Honor One. Um, like was that was like the right if you think about it, it was right near um same same power ryan yeah he was probably doing research for both at the same time loki huh. yeah i did not realize those movies lined up but yeah i did know he worked on it so oh yeah good on you for being smart al shout out to you all right so we have another one here i'm gonna say for this title it is trixie because the the word is jammed in at an awkward angle where it's not a clean cutoff between both games. So just be aware of that. It should make sense if you know both games, but the cutoff is not as clean as you would think. That's all I'm going to say. Here is the prompt. In this Sega CD game, based on the popular game show, guess the phrases and win fabulous prizes as you race and shoot through Barcelona in this action game that created the innovative car melee system. <laughs> get out of here oh do you know it <laughs> no what the hell is that oh come on come on i feel like this should be easy do you not know sega either of them cd no you're hung up on sega cd you're hung up on sega cd too much forget sega cd <laughs> think of a popular game show in which you guess the phrases and win fabulous prizes wait, wait read it again read it again i'm gonna read it again in this sega cd game based on the popular game show Guess the phrases and win fabulous prizes as you race and shoot through Barcelona in this action game that created the innovative car melee system. Josh? Josh. Is it Wheelman of Fortune? That is it. Wow. <laughs> Wheelman of Fortune. Yep. Shout out to the Wheelman starring Vin Diesel. <laughs> I was oh, going to say God. Wheel of Forza. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they made one of those in Barcelona yet, but give it a couple years. Um... And with that, Josh is indeed the winner. So I'm going to clap it up for you real quick. I'm going to clap it up for you. Okay, this yay, Josh, yay. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Al. Okay, so this is just the synergetic part of my brain. Do we have a video? Uh, I think we have, was it the old YouTube channel or the, the current one where we, where we there's a video of Family Feud on, or, or real, one, of the, one of the family, uh, like, one of the games like that on, I know, because I remember Josh uh, sent me like a file a, a long time ago. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if that was. I don't know if it was real like one of the. 
like it was yeah. Family Feud or Wheel of Fortune. It was for I'm sure Wheel of right or Family Feud. It was, it was Family Feud two years ago, uh, and it's on the current channel. <laughs> okay. So bingo, bingo. Good brain on you. Look at you. No one's Steven Spielberg. No one when we upload videos. Look at you. Um, I respect that. Um, but I have I have seven more prompts that I can burn here. Do y'all want to burn through them or y'all want to call it a night? I could I could burn through them. I'm good. All right. Let's burn through them. All right. In that case, let's keep going, see how far we can get in the next prompt. We have this. In this spinoff to the successful S FPS franchise and launch title, manage the men ugh, manage wow. Oh my fucking god. What did I type here? Oh, okay. I see what I meant. I had a typo. It says manage dimensions. I meant to put manage tensions. So let me write that. And now let me start from the beginning so it makes sense. <clears throat> In this spinoff to the successful FPS franchise and launch title, ma manage the tensions between humans and an alien race living together on one planet and shoot your way through hordes of former space Nazis in this family-friendly free-to-play title based on Japanese game shows. Oh, Graydon. Graydon. Killzone Shadow Fall guys. Bingo bango. Nice. I, I swear in the last one you put Shadow Fall too. Like you just love that game. <laughs> you know what? Here, here's what it is. I look down at my collection of games and I just look at the cases and guess names. <laughs> Literally what I do most of the time. All right. Like honestly, most of these next games are just that. So be prepared for that. Um Here's the next prompt. Graydon's not five points, but, you know, Josh already won, but I'm going to still keep score. Um, anywho, next prompt is this. In this console launch title, based on an obscure PlayStation 1 game, pilot near-future vehicles and weapons against enemy players as you fight back the locust threat in this third-person cover shooter. you read it again? Starting from the top, in this yeah. console launch title, based on an obscure PlayStation 1 game, Pilot near-future vehicles and weapons against enemy players as you fight back the locust threat in this third-person cover shooter. Um, Alan? Al? Um. <laughs> Warhawk? Oh, you, okay. Actually, I think I, this one's switched, so do you want to say that again? Because <laughs> you, you got one of the games. Gears of Warhawk. That's it, Gears of Warhawk. Bingo, bingo. I know that because it could have been Starhawk as well. It could have been Starhawk, but yeah, I don't know a Gears of War game that has started a title, so Warhawk it is. <laughs> Bingo, bango, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if that obscure PS1 thing would have helped or hurt, but it seems like it worked out, so good on you. Good on you for that one. Um, and with that, let's move on to the next prompt. In this remake of a classic PlayStation title, play as a fallen knight of the round table, as you pick up your move controller and shoot and sword fight through an epic adventure for all ages. <laughs> now this one's Trixie. I'm going to give that to you, but it is in order. Oh, I got uh, Alan. Al? Medieval moves, Deadman's Quest. God damn! <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I thought that was going to take y'all a while. No, um, no, the favorite John Bomb Quick Look. <laughs> really? Medieval moves? Yeah. We, uh, yeah. I'm it, sure it, they, they just waggle around and it's crazy? It's, um... Vinny and Vinny is it, they did they do it as a um as a like as as it's a, as if it's a uh, press conference thing. Ryan Davis is standing on the in, like a on a green in front of a green screen, and it 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 he superimposed on a, on a stage. And <laughs> Vinny Caravella is just doing the most dead voice, 
like no, like sold his voice as <laughs> as if he's a, a, a person pitching on the game. <laughs> now, if you could see here, look at the fidelity of the move. Um, I can totally it, it, all, it all loads in real time. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, good on you because that got you the win for this one. So good on that. That was, that also, was actually really impressive. San Diego Studios developed that, 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 developed that game. Really? The baseball boys? Yeah, the baseball, baseball boys. Gee, Willikers. Wow. All right. I'm, I'm impressed. They are multifaceted. In between um, MLB, MLB 13 and 14. God. Well, yeah. It, it plays like it. Actually, that game isn't horrible, but <laughs> no, eh, it's no baseball. <laughs> I plug my PS3 back in just to play those games. You know what? I might do that soon because I've been looking at that for a while and maybe now's the time. Uh, but first, we have this prompt. In the adaptation of the poorly received fantasy film starring Liam Neeson, experience the classical sights and sounds of Greek myth in this first-person shooter through its widely beloved campaign and fast-paced multiplayer. Alan. Ow. Okay. Clash of the Titanfall 2. God damn. Clash of the wow. Titanfall 2 is correct. <laughs> that is excellent. You really picked up that movie quick. <laughs> oh, boy. I thought I the own, movie ones might throw you all off. I own the game. You own Clash of the Titans? Yes. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I have the, I have the, the bad, the terrible game because it's terrible. And I, that's my, that's my shit. <laughs> you sicko. All right. Because <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I'm, holding, you know what, I'm, I'm holding my copy of, the, of Robocop. Original Xbox by Titus. <laughs> oh boy, God, God bless you, Al. Um, here's the next prompt. This one might be tricksy, but I don't know. I think y'all can get this one. All right, let's go ahead and read it. In this indie platformer, command dozens of small creatures as almost as small visitors to. Oh God. Okay, let me start this over. In this indie platformer, command dozens of small creatures in a miniature world. And write anonymous letters to strangers on the internet in this surprisingly heartwarming title. Josh. Uh, great. Josh. Ah, uh, Josh got it first. Sorry. Tiny kind words. Tiny kind words. That's it. Yep. <laughs> sure is. If you couldn't tell, that's what I wrote in the middle of the show. You <laughs> 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 were talking about Kindington, and I was like, Ken, kind words. Boom. All right. <laughs> so here we are. So good on you for that one. I'm going to give you a, a, well, you got enough points, but eh, point for that. Um, and so after that one, we have this prompt next. This is the second last one. In this horror classic, explain... Ugh. Let me start from the beginning. In this horror classic, explore a strange mansion filled with hidden secrets as you manage your inventory and as you play as all your favorite characters from Sam Raimi's iconic film franchise. Josh. In, oh. Ah, Josh. <laughs> Resident Evil Dead the Game. That's it. Oh, even said the game. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna catch you on that. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you guys know this, but this is this is by the time this comes out, be we old by weeks and weeks. Evil the Evil Dead game was on it was free on Epic recently. Yes, it's no, it's set like yep. right yep. now. Yeah, as of no. us recording, it's free. But for people listening, yeah. start, hope you realize. <laughs> R.I.P. to that. Uh, if not, okay. all right. We have the last prompt here, and this will be the last one, and then we'll go ahead and uh, call it a night, because it is getting pretty damn late. Um, so here's the prompt. In this console-exclusive tactical military shooter, play as one of America's finest units as you engage in turn-based combat and resource management and rid the planet of alien invaders. And this one is flipped. Oh, the silence hurts. <laughs> one more time. One more time. Here it is. 
In this console-exclusive tactical military shooter, play as one of America's finest units as you engage in turn-based combat and resource management and rid the planet of alien invaders. And once again, this is flipped. Does anyone think they have one of the games? Yes. Okay. Definitely got one of them. <sighs> okay. I, I feel like this one, like, I feel like Josh should definitely know one of these. <laughs> the other one, I don't think anyone has a reason to know. But you could. <laughs> you could know it. I'll say the military shooter is not obscure at all. It, it, it was very popular. Is it popular now? No, but it definitely was. Oh, uh, Alan. Al? Um, so it's like, uh, which one is flipped? Um, they're both flipped. So the description, the first description is for the second game, and the second description is for the first game. Okay. So you want me to read it again? Yeah. Okay. In this console-exclusive tactical military shooter, play as one of America's finest units as you engage in turn-based combat and resource management and rid the planet of alien invaders. Okay, Alan, I'll go for it. All right, go ahead. Uh, the Bureau of SOCOM Navy SEALs? I'm going to give it to you. It is XCOM Navy SEALs, just without the Bureau. <laughs> but I love how you were like, I'm going to make it harder and say the Bureau. <laughs> I forgot about SOCOM. Yeah. Yep, SOCOM. I, I, I own both those games. I own, I own the VR on Steam. That's why. That's the only reason I, I sort of buy that name. Uh, mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll give that to you. And with that, the final total of points here. Actually, I don't know if this is actually the final total because I'm looking at it right now. I gave someone an extra point. <laughs> I, I, at a certain point, I stopped tallying everything up. And I think I gave people extra points because we answered 20 questions here. And... According to my messed up tally, Al has six points, Josh has six points, Graydon has five. So how does that actually no? I missed the point. 16, 12, 5. Well, much like whose line, the points don't matter. <laughs> exactly. Especially we when you already won, points. so who cares? They <laughs> exactly. They don't matter. They don't matter yeah. if you're Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we six six points all around. It's Metal Helsing all over again. Um, anywho. That's it for the show. That's it for the anniversary episode. We will be getting everybody else together again relatively soon once we get into the Game of the Year conversations later on. But uh, hopefully those will be not the odyssey that they were last year. We'll, we'll see if we can manage each episode a little bit better to where it's not multiple three-hour episodes like this one. Um, but uh, that should be fun nonetheless. I can't wait to have those conversations. And thank y'all all for hopping on the show with me today. Thank y'all so very much. Thank you. A pleasure. Emmett, I had a question. Please. Can I regale me? Can I I'm I'm not trying to keep anybody longer. I'm not. But I've been thinking about something lately. I wanted to throw it out there. Can I raise to the my proposition idea that I had as a special idea for the anniversary episode? Ooh. Okay. So was this your challenge? (laughs) Yes, my challenge. Ooh. All right. Okay. So it try me. It's not fleshed out. But I was thinking about this the other day and I know it's hard because we all have different, we all have different uh, times that we play games. We all have different uh, abilities to do things, but I want to figure it out. I kind of want to structure it, but 2023, would you guys, cause I believe none of you have ever done this before. Oh boy. Would y'all like to take part in in a bet, a bet challenge 
to see okay. who can beat the Kingdom Hearts series first. Oh, oh my god! Right. Oh. Oh. Ooh, I want to take up. I want to take that up. I want to do that. None Let's, of you have done it, right? No one's played it. I haven't I've touched them. I own all of no. them too, which is the crazy part. Um, I, I own. Are we talking about them? just one, two, or three, or are we talking about like Dream do- Drop <laughs> Distance? And- <laughs> I kind of, I kind of thinking like the whole complete package, but but if that seems ridiculous, we can go with mainlines. I kind of want to like set it up, like because I mean I know. I know like we jump some people want to jump around. I'm thinking like maybe we just do it like a we track our own time of when we're playing that game and then like maybe we can have like smaller milestones of like hey have you done this much within this month? Like I want to structure it. But I I just think it could be fun to try to within the year <laughs> have beat such and such of the games because i've heard everybody with the exception of josh but maybe i've heard josh talk about it but all the other three have definitely said in like a podcast i i hope to get to kingdom hearts someday i'll get to it (laughs) okay here's the thing i tried doing an lp of kingdom hearts um 1.5 um I got That's through. A while since. <laughs> yeah, came, like like the when it was on Game Pass. Yeah, I was messing around with the game DVR settings to uh get that to work. I made it to about the second or third world, and then I just said, "F it, I'm done." <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Here's here's what I like to propose right now. Instead of it just being Kingdom Hearts, I feel like we all have franchises like whether it's Kingdom Hearts or Yakuza or like the Sonic games for some reason, or like the Call of Duty games you haven't played. Like we all have a franchise that we haven't completed. Let's, mm. let's all choose a franchise. I'm not saying we have to do this right now, but let's come back game of the year time. And we leave off that show with this game of the year time. We all come with a franchise that we're starting from scratch that we haven't played a full game in. And we promise to play every game in that franchise by the end of the year. Or not okay. even by the end of the year, by game of the year next the the following year. All Let's right, do yeah. That. Because if I don't, because here's the thing, Kingdom Hearts, I do want to play eventually. That is intimidating, but I am also thinking, I ha- I have bought so many Yakuza games. What if that's yeah. the one? <laughs> right, and you may not vibe with Kingdom Hearts. I get that. Exactly. So I think we should do that. We just we just pick a we just pick a game franchise and we play that whole franchise. And by the time we come around for game of the year next time, that is something we do. And that could be our first podcast after game of the year on the following year. So boom, let's make that happen, Captain. Yeah, I like that. All right, cool. We'll do that. Hands in. Everybody cool with that? No How many games does this series need to have in it? <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be it's gotta be a minimum, a maximum, and a minimum. I'm not going to have you a know str- what because <laughs> King- Kingdom Hearts only has technically three games. But if you're picking up all those games and playing all of them, that's easily 20 hours each game. And Yakuza is even longer, <laughs> considering there's like eight games. So let's say this. Because <sighs> with Dream Drop Distance and all that shit, that's closer to five games. Let's say a franchise with no less than four games. Does that seem fair? 
I'm gonna keep it around there because with Kingdom Hearts, yes, it's one through three, but like with all the DS games and whatnot, that comes out the closer to four or five games, just because they have the remastered versions of the portable ones or just the cutscenes. So that's a lot of game. Does that sound fair? Four games is a good limit. Yeah, it's good. Josh is gonna play Resident Evil. No, no, no. <laughs> Shit, I might. There's plenty of games I haven't played in that franchise, despite liking it. Um, Honestly, hmm. Emmett. Yes. You could go straight from RE. You could do either the the remake trilogy or the remake quadrilogy with one remake, one HD, RE two remake, RE three remake, and RE four remake. Because that that is. That is in March. Let me tell you, I have picked up the original Resident Evil and 2 and 3 on Steam within the last couple weeks, specifically because I wanted to run through them all. So that, that hey, that could be it. I have 2 installed on my deck right now. So perhaps that's the move, but we can make all these decisions come game of the year time. I'm going to give you all time to catch up on the current year's releases before I ask anyone to make any plans for these old games. So um yeah that's something we'll yeah. try and do come game of the year so um i'm actually going to add that note to the game of the year docket somewhere just at the bottom after the game of the year talks we'll just mention what each game is um all right so yeah boom damn bow and then so, yeah. we can do like a quarterly podcast like talking about our opinions on what where we are and how we're feeling on it It'll be fun. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I love that idea. That scared the hell out of me when you said it had to be Kingdom Hearts. But if we make it any franchise that's a certain <laughs> length, then yeah, let's do that. God bless you if you choose like Dynasty Warriors or some shit or Final oh Fantasy. God. Good God, <laughs> gonna go play Final Fantasy fucking six two thirteen Actually, two. <laughs> that's the one I'm thinking of. Thirteen two. They didn't start making sequels to them until later. I could do Parasite Eve. Ooh, you could with the third birthday attached. No, no, because the birth third, from what I've heard, the third birthday leaves a bad taste in your mouth if you if you like those games. <laughs> what if you end up hating those games? <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Oh boy, we'll we'll leave that decision up to later on. But like I said, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, sign us off real quick. Uh, I will say, usually I have the housekeeping segment. Um, probably just going to record that after the fact because i did not co consolidate anything for housekeeping because all this stuff is last week's stuff but i will say all this stuff is still up so if you want to go see the recap where uh graden talks about no this is josh isn't it yeah josh. Who talks about cookie run? yeah okay i knew I, I was because i remember on the last episode i was like oh yeah it is a great joint and then i was like no that's josh and i was like what so yeah it is a josh oh, um, joint okay the first foray Pokemon Violet. Yeah, what's up with that? Um, you can see my. I had to cut it by half. I had to cut it in half because the recording software sucks. Um, then you like that? Then uh, yeah, VGU plays Pokemon's back for. I want to see how long I can get it, get it going with like consistent upload like vid videos. First three are going to school at at, at uh um. Uva Academy. Uva. That's how you say that word? Uva? Or Ova. Huh. I, 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 I mean, either way, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, if it makes it, if it makes you feel better. When I, when, I, when I put the videos up, I automatically put Pokemon Scarlet. VG plays Pokemon, VG plays Pokemon Scarlet. Even though I had it memorized 
That was no, it's Pokemon Violet. Oh. <laughs> hey, I thought you were going to say I accidentally typed, uh, instead of OVA, I typed fucking VULA. And I was like, yeah, that's what it sounded like. <laughs> Anywho, you can make the math on that word joke later. Um, also, Brawmaker will probably be out. The Let's Play for that by the time this comes out. So check out Brawmaker Recap. <laughs> <laughs> and all this other stuff. We got some stuff on here. You'll see links in the description that are actually updated versus the stuff that we have in here. But uh, yeah, we got some stuff coming. I just beat Bayonetta 3, so I am going to write that review. Uh, my play, I will get that done by the end of the year. That's not my plan. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it by the end of the year. Um, but I'm also planning a live stream, so give me some time. <laughs> so I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff. We're all going to be doing a lot of stuff, but we look forward to seeing you later on next year. Uh, I will say we have a couple episodes after this one for this year. We have a Game Awards prediction episode, and then I want to do one more episode where uh, I want to get T.L. Foster in here to talk about Pokemon with me and Al, and then I also want to maybe do a God of War spoiler cast if I can get that thing beat in a reasonable amount of time. But then again, you know, like I said, planning a fucking stream, so I'm actually buying a bunch of expensive equipment for that, which is crazy, but I have the ability, so I want to make things look nice, so we're going to make things look nice. Um, and that's it from all of us. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you all for watching. Once again, thank you all, you wonderful folks, for hopping on the show. Always a pleasure doing business with y'all. And from there, thank you for having us. Oh. It was lovely. <laughs> like, no everyone else fell asleep, but uh, it's been great. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's one of those things where we talked a long time, and it's like, yeah, we're we're fading out. Um, so without too much further ado, this has been the Players Club Podcast, and as I always say, keep it real, keep it true, and play on player. Until next year, peace out. Gotta catch them all.